0: I figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's, let's do a podcast. Hello? Really, we should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. It's fun. Let's do it. Luffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Luffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Give me, give me, give me my after midnight. <laughs> and now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. I love- of this is episode one. Clippy, it's been a clip clip. No way. I think it's going to be terrible. Mickey, boom boom down. Cliff, this is your uncle Cliff. Clif. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcasts. Terrible. The one and the only. Menager 12. And Jenny Boy. That's the other thing. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey Leo. Let me. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating a uh, Toggling his balls. <sighs> Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown-ass adults. Cargo your ball. bald. Wearing sports jerseys. Cargoing your ball. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. The biggest one, man. Black. Climby. Hot and shawaii. Tremendous talent. Oh my God. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outraged. The kindness matters. Your grandmother. La balena blanca bastante. The breakdown El the rich flow. The capable whitefish. Climby baseball. The whitefish is seamen! The fish is semen. Wheat Thin. Fern Pistains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Daub, New Hampshire. Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious in my mouth yeah you got y'all got rat tat twilly bible oboly clip everybody down your balls we got Migs at 3 o'clock the oatmeal tasting booth get to your foxholes goddammit! it gargling your balls hello 60s my old friend gargle your balls may I used to baby butter boy. Uh. I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. goddamn butter son of a bitch. Cliff, this is CliffBot9000. I can't get out of the fuck of you, son of a bitch! Wouldn't you like an oatmeal tape? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise ever came up with Fry-Yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy, hashtag blessed. Foggle, you fall! I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching-ching money. Let me
1: (laughs) you. My so-called friends.
0: The Womack family, holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. And now, the Corona Boy himself. The one and the only Johnny Boy. Oh, yeah. It's podcast time, everybody. I can barely hear myself. Is this? Oh. It's because the music's so loud. Ah. Yeah. Thursday afternoon, baby. We made it almost. I don't know what we made it to. We made it to Thursday. Congrats on making it to Thursday. Yeah, Birthday Boy Podcast, Episode 60. Episode 60 coming at ya. Yeah, Mason and Sheehan. That was another that was another shitty radio guy that I remembered from the, uh, from the 80s and the 90s, back in Albany, home of so many terrible, terrible radio shows, all right, let me fade this out, this is, uh, that's good, that's good stuff, that's, uh, nothing, nothing but thieves, is everybody going crazy, is everybody going crazy, yeah, crazy, stupid, that's, it's all of the above, right, 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 uh, so listen, uh yeah, Mason and Sheen, she was it Sheen or Sheehan Sheehan Sheen Mason and Sheen. They're like you had Roger Weiland, who I think he still has him on sports out there in, in the Albany area. Roger Weiland of Big Boy Sports coming at you. I mean, what's going on with sports? I mean, that's, that's, I, mean, I, I, mean come on. I mean, I mean, come out. I mean, I mean, come out And uh, (laughs) this horrible station called Pix 106, it's classic rock. I mean, it's fine. But the, uh, the, the DJs they had on that station were every bit, I mean, just so representative of like this, of the, of just the absolute most white trash population of that area. Because uh, they had this guy called the Wolf. I think I, maybe I've talked about this. as, like w- the Wolfman in the morning or something. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he was in the morning, but I remember he tried. They tried to copy Howard Stern because they would do like a they would video his radio show as though anybody give a shit about that, and then they play it at Saturday. Uh, Saturday night at, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night or midnight. I, I don't know when they played it, but sometime when nobody's watching. And it was on whatever the uh, the old, you know, the, the equivalent today of, like, my TV or CW. So, like, the, the WB Network or the UPN or whatever it was back then. Maybe WPIX. I don't even know. Channel 11. No, it wasn't Channel 11. That would have been anyway uh they, they would play this Wolfman, man and, and they would they would they would do a you know a video production of it as well a simulcast of sorts and so then on the weekend you could watch the best of the wolf man and, the, and i'm like this is just this local yokel radio guy in albany on pix 106 classic rock and uh And he had, like, you know, Howard Stern has all his characters, and he's got Robin, he's got Fred, he's got Baba Booey, and then he's got all the Whack Packers and all these crazy, you know, all these crazy characters. Just so many characters. He can take anybody. Howard Stern, that's the thing about it. He can take the limo, Ronnie the limo driver is one of the most popular characters in the history of the Howard Stern show. He's literally Howard Stern's driver slash security detail. I mean, he takes these guys and he makes them characters. And, you know, this douchebag wolfman would do his attempt at the same thing, but his character was just this, um, this Tanya Harding looking, just white trash looking, just like t-shirt tucked into mom jeans, like the classic, you know, if dudes in Albany wear the, the Canadian tuxedo, you know, the denim on the top, denim on the bottom, it was like, you know, back then. <laughs> it was like the 90s like trashy girl with like that you know that kind of girl mullet Tanya Harding hairdo and, uh, and this t-shirt tucked into jeans and her name was drunk girl and she would just be holding like a, a big gulp or whatever well, I don't know not a big gulp I don't there's I don't think they have they don't have 711 in Albany I guess Stewarts has the market cornered on everything cuz god forbid you go someplace other than Sturts Gonna use, but, yeah, that's what you, you – you listen to PIX106, I think, working at Stewart's. I think that was what was on all the time, too. It was like, yeah, I want to listen to Mason and Sheehan and the Wolfman and the morning and PIX106 USA Gold Light 100s, <laughs> disgusting yellow hot dogs, yeah, yeah, Albany, <laughs> Saratoga, yeah. I know I'm I'm shitting on the uh, the area, but not not really. I'm just shitting on a, a large population that lives in that area. If you're if you're offended by any of this, I I'm sh- be shocked if you are because I don't think I don't think I have that that kind of listenership on the Birthday Boy podcast. I have you know it's a relatively high IQ listenership, so so nobody <laughs> nobody listening was uh, was checking out the Wolfman in the morning or or Mason and shit. Yeah, and so this guy Mason. Okay, so the Wolfman had the, the TV show, and he just had drunk girl. And it was, I mean, she brought absolutely nothing to his show. I watched it once because I they had Mick Foley on when they were probably when wrestling was in town, and it was like, oh, cool. Mick Foley. I read on one of the wrestling news sites. Uh, Anybody local in the Albany area can watch Mick Foley on Saturday night on the Wolfman's radio show. Uh, from this past week when WWF was in town and Mick Foley stopped by, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And so he had Mick Foley on, and I just wanted to see the Mick Foley interview, but I got to see the whole, you know, all the goofy characters, and it's which is just the Wolf Man, Wolf in the Morning, Wolf Man in the Morning, whatever the fuck his stupid name was, um, and he stunk, and then he just had a Drunk Girl, and I, you know, I'm assuming the girl was pretending to be drunk or had like a major problem because that was, you know, that was a popular thing in radio back in those days was to exploit people who legitimately had problems i mean howard stern has still has jeff the drunk um but it's you know that's really not part of his character anymore i don't i don't know i don't know what he he sounds like he's drunk all the time so maybe he is but he's seems i mean he's still he's still alive so he can't be that drunk at that that often he had hank the drunken dwarf and he that was the real article right there because that son of a bitch died real young um but yeah, I mean Howard stern he's certainly he's exploited his uh, fair share of whack packers. That's there's no question about that. Uh, yeah, it's a questionable practice to say the least, uh, you know. But in any event, everybody tried to copy Howard Stern in the '80s and '90s, and Wolfman was one of those guys because he, you know, tried to. I don't know. I don't know what he ever said on his show. I never listened to the piece of shit because I, I if I happened to be in a, a car that somebody had it on, I wanted to like throw myself out the window into the, into the highway. Uh, so I watched one time, because Mick Foley was on, and it was like, yeah, it's the Wolfman, and we're coming at you with Mick Foley, the wrestling, he's a big-time wrestling guy. And uh, and then Drunk Girl was there, like, ah, bah, 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 bah. you know, I don't know what she did. She had It was just like, you know, here's a character, uh, drunk, you're a drunk girl, you know, it was probably his producer, and she was probably like, wow. it probably hadn't touched a drop of alcohol in her life, but they made her do it for the show. I don't know, but it was garbage, it was trash, and I just, you know, I just always, I just, I had such a, uh, such a hatred for local, for local radio, <laughs> back where I grew up in the 518, and, uh, yeah, Pix106 was a big part of that hatred, and then I remember, you know, I would list, I'd be in a car with somebody, would have that on, and before, or maybe during the Wolfman's thing, it was uh, these guys called Mason and Sheehan, and the one, uh, the one guy sounded like this. It's basically, Yeah, you listen. Waking up with Pix 106, Classic Rock, Two for Tuesday, Mason and Sheen. Yeah, coming at you. And it's basically just sounded like Roger Wyland after uh, stopping by Sturt's and getting a big <laughs> smoking 500 cartons of USA Gold Hundreds. Uh, and you wonder, like, how how are people from, like, so far north sound like they're such southern trash so so often? it's <laughs> yes, Mason and Sheehan coming at you. Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Uh, what, what does that have to do with anything? Why, why did that even come up? I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I remember those guys, Mason and Sheehan. And uh, they were awful. And then you think, like, yeah, no wonder why stupid people get elected to be president. Because people chose to listen to people like Mason and Sheehan and The Wolf Man in the Morning and Pix 106. Which is probably, as far as I know, is probably still around. Because they had, like, at one time they had actually very good rock and roll stations. And those are all gone. And all the shitty stations that were just trash are still there. And uh, so what do I know about anything? You know, it's all, it's just country stations. Yeah, Pigs 106, coming at you. It's Mason and Sheard in the morning. Coming out, you, yeah. We're coming to the Ford dealership. <laughs> Go on down and get some hot dogs and buy a Ford. And tell a Mason and Shear sent you, yeah. Uh, team it up with, <laughs> team it up with All-Star Chevrolet. Coming at you. There's two for Tuesday at Pigs 106. That's just, oh, God, I just, my childhood, I think of, like, I don't know if I was just in a, yeah in, in the car i i don't know i guess did my dad my dad wouldn't have listened to that though my mom maybe my mom would have i mean there was some good you know it was some good classic rock there was also some shit that they put on there you know you, you i feel like pix 106 was just kiss all the time <laughs> which i'm probably i'm probably completely misremembering that uh which you know that's like one of the worst bands of all time in my opinion and uh uh, but no, but not if you're a fan of KISS 106. PIX, whatever the fuck. Pix, what is it? I already forgot. I just, PIX, oh my God, <laughs> I just completely blanked out. PIX 106, KISS 106. No, it's PIX. P-I-X or P-Y, PY you know, W-P-Y-X, PIX 106, Mason and Sheehan going at you. Here's, here's a little KISS for you. Two for Tuesday, party every... Day. Rock and roll all night and party every day. Detroit, Rock City, coming at you. Yeah, I'm Picks 106. I'm going to go have a little USA Gold Lat 100 that I just bought from the Stewart's with my scratch-off tickets. Yeah, coming at you, Mason and Fier. Yeah, It's the worst. It's just insufferable. They should be talented like, say, the Birthday Boy podcast host. Who has no training whatsoever. But I mean, do you really need training when you look at a guy like that? And the Wolfman in the morning. I wonder if he's still around. Uh, hey, listen, somebody out there in the Albany area, tell me if Mason and Sheehan. <laughs> PYX106. I think it was B. P- oh, Bob Mason. That's the first thing that comes up when I Google it. Uh, maybe he's dead. I mean, w- with a voice like that, you'd think he would have had all kinds of cancer 30 years ago. Why is this taking so long to load? Because I'm doing a podcast. That's why. It would just be so... so ah. What's this? 2016? Oh, okay. Well, whatever happened to Bob Mason? Uh, who Who cares? You know what? Who even cares? Mason and Sheehan... 1999, Mason and Sheehan... Sheehan, yeah. Sheehan filed a $50 million lawsuit against ex-employer. Oh, my God. Oh, this is from 2012. Waking up with the wolf put to sleep. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, yeah, so maybe they have some... Maybe they have some... T- yeah, Pix106 also had Uncle Vito, who I believe I've played on this podcast. Maybe not. It was better known as Ranger Danger, who was, uh, you know, of course, Uncle Vito was a was a local DJ. Oh, look at that, the wolf, he doesn't have the hair, he doesn't have the beard or anything, he just looks like a, a, he just looks like a guy. Bob Wolf and his wife, actually, the the lady next to him, the wife kind of looks like the drunk girl. Maybe that's, maybe that's what happened. Oh, Bob Wolf, ah, who knows. Anyway, nobody needs to reach out to me from, from the Albany area about this stuff. So I get it. So so the wolf man replaced Mason and Sheehan back in 1997. So they've been gone for a long time. And then he got dumped in 2012. hes I'm, I'm looking at him. This is not what I remember. This, this wolf guy, he has no beard. I recall a guy with a big scruffy beard. This guy looks, uh, you know, this guy looks like the the you know lovable high school math teacher. The show was launched in 1997 after WPYX hired Wolf to replace Bob Mason and Bill Sheehan. I wonder which was I wonder which was the guy who sounded like this, huh? I mean, who cares? I guess that was Mason. I think I think Mason was the guy who sounded like this. And I just looked up on YouTube Mason and Sheehan Mardi Gras 1989. They went to Mardi Gras. I don't know how good the quality is here. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, yeah. better stop and get a beer along the way? Yeah. He's on a bus? Right about here. coming up. Hey, like two What do you think, guys? Panty raid? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, what do you think? We're doing a couple of colleges. Uh, we're going on a classic panty raid. Oh, yeah. Coming at panty raid. Coming at you. Pix 106. I don't know. I don't understand what what this is. So, yeah. I have. This wasn't even... What an idiot. I didn't even write this down as something to talk about. I'm 18 minutes in. I had so I have so much stuff to talk about. And I just I just did a quick, like, imitation of a guy from PIX106 that I haven't thought about in 30 years. Bah, bah, Mason and Sheehan. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, but there was Uncle Vito. I mean, he was... Uh, yeah, so the Wolfman was terrible, but he's gone. Mason and Sheehan are long gone. That's good. They were gone in 1997, so that's good. Somebody obviously woke up and said, These fucking... Hayseed Hillbilly Hicks Really are, you know, they're just Trashing up the place here, let's get somebody else And then the Wolfman came in and he was like Slightly less trashy maybe, I don't know He seemed like a Reasonably articulate guy compared to the other two And uh He was gone, he's been gone for years Who knows who's on there now But they had Uncle Vito Who uh, well So Uncle Vito got in a little Trouble back in the day a uh, little little intoxication little public intoxication uh, operating a vehicle and part of part of the uh, you know the court order the plea deal whatever he had there was uh community little community outreach community service and uh, he would go out and he, so they created this character called Ranger Danger who was just a you know he would be on the local Fox Kids channel you know F- Fox channel but during the cartoons and he's just this bumbling idiot uh, who, you know, he always got himself, got himself into trouble. He talked like this, and he would get, you know, he'd fall off a ladder. Well, kids, I'm going to teach you about home safety. And then he'd, you know, fall off a ladder and break his neck, and be like, home safety, oh, uh, yeah. And it, it became like, you know, for anybody local in that area, that became like a huge thing. So there's Ranger Excuse me, I'd like to check out these books. Ranger Danger goes Ranger to the. Danger? To The library. Ranger, danger, let me just check your card. Ranger, danger! You took a book out from us in 1956, and you never returned it. I haven't finished reading it yet. You owe quite a late fine, Ranger Danger. Two thousand. Should have returned it on time. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, look at this. There's Ranger no. A book about the dangers of smoking. I think I'm gonna take a look inside. Ranger Danger, open the book. The oh, yeah. uh, okay. 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 Uh, so something stupid would happen, and then he would he would finish by saying, "Oh yeah," and it was no. There were no actual uh, life lessons. There was nothing helpful. I don't know how this was c- considered community service because it didn't. There was nothing helpful about it. Ranger Danger walks into a library. Uh, and they tell him he's got he owes two thousand dollars from an overdue book from the fifties. And he just looks at the camera and goes, Should up return the book? Ah uh, yeah. I mean, I guess is that the lesson, return your library books? I guess that's the lesson. But then there's a book about not smoking, and he opens the book and then smoke shoots out in his face. Oh, no smoking, ah uh, yeah. And the thing is you listen to his voice and you think, God, he's he's really got this like slow character, this slow adult character down down pretty well. But then <laughs> you realize, like, no, that's just what he sounds like pretty much. Uh let's see Uncle Vito. Uh well, here he is. Let's see what he Tonight it is truly the end of an era in the capital region. After 30 years, radio DJ Uncle Vito <laughs> has stepped away from the microphone. former Picks 106 host made the announcement this morning and spoke to us a short time later about what he thinks made him such a retirement. Uh, yeah. I think I lasted long because uh, a couple of things. I love music and I really enjoy sharing different music with people. I, over the years, have had some battles with some of the program directors because I would throw out whatever they wanted. So that that Ranger Danger effect wasn't put on at all. That's just how he sounds. You know, I like to play music over the years, and I played a lot of music for a lot of people. Oh, Yeah. And that's why I went into the radio business. Because I thought it would be fun to play music for a lot of people. I, yeah. You know, this is castle. Why are you guys going to fix my cable? <laughs> uh, I, do, I do crack myself up. If nothing else, at least I have that. Uh, let's see. Of all my uh, my things here what can I cross off the list okay I talked about Mason and Sheehan I did have that on the list oh I did have that on the list okay Fun, uh, like Roger Wy- Mason and Sheehan sound like Roger Wylan after 5,000 packs of USA gold hundreds and there we go and I got to that it only took me 23 minutes to cover that I don't know how I don't know how it takes 23 minutes I feel like I've been talking for 30 seconds and then I write these things down like I'm like I'm gonna not have things to talk about. And I would play what I thought should be played. And I think that's one of the things people could tune in and they knew they were going to hear something different and not just the everyday thing when they listened to me. Uncle V... The people would tune into the radio show and I would play the songs that I liked to play. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that people liked about the show was that I was playing the songs... (laughs) <laughs> he just the He doesn't sound like that. I would play the songs that the people also like to hear because they're the songs that I like to hear too. Because they're the songs that I play. Oh, uh, yeah. So you, this whole time, you're thinking like, "Wow, he's really got this, this kind of flex." dim-witted slow adult uh ranger danger character down pretty well and then you hear him you know then you hear him and it's like oh, oh, oh okay you know, or gary locatelli as he's known to friends and family also played gary Ranger danger on the tv you see the star right there in his uh, statement on the radio station's website locatelli says he understands some people won't be happy to see him go but he hopes they're happy for him huh. he also says he looks forward to spending some time with his wife and that's what they all say when they are forced to retire. Uh, I I just want to spend time with my family that I've spent so much time trying to get away from. Ah uh, yeah. God damn. Yeah, but but uh, listen, listen. I joke. I mean, this was years ago that he retired. But I, uh, that guy, he was a he was a local icon of sorts. He was a local legend. Uh, I didn't know who the hell Uncle Vito was, nor did I care, but I certainly knew Ranger Danger watching uh, watching TV, watching wrestling on a Saturday morning, and there was Ranger Danger with Paul Bearer and the Undertaker. I think he sh- I think he shook the Undertaker's hand, and the Undertaker crushed his hand. Ah, oh, Undertaker crushed my hand. Ah, oh, yeah. Like what's the what's the message in that? Kids, don't shake the undertaker's hand okay this is a public service announcement from uncle v i mean ranger danger oh yeah Uh, i guess that you know that's a good lesson if you meet the undertaker don't shake his hand you might he might crush your hand oh undertaker crush my hand oh yeah oh man Alright, there's a lot to talk about But I need water, I need water Uh, Hang in, sit tight, hang in We got some more uh, more, more Birthday Mike Podcast This is Mason and Sheer And uh, Uncle Vito Oh yeah, stay with us More to come Oh yeah Oh yeah, coming at you. Coming at you, the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is uh, Mason and Shin. A little bit of the Strokes, the new Strokes, with the adults talking. Yeah, Birthday Boy Podcast. Coming at you. I'm not going to hit the post on this one, but here's the Strokes on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh, that's a tough one. That just comes out of nowhere. Wow. Oh man, what to talk about? you know something? God, I'm just, I'm flipping around here. What is this, pool lady? Oh, yeah. Dog food. Uh, Man, there is so much to talk about. Like, I'm looking at this list. I'm feeling overwhelmed. This is what happens when you go so long without doing a podcast, but, you know, I got shit going on. Shit to do, man. Shit to do. We got... Got paddle boarding to do at uh, Pleasure Bay in Boston. With those big uh, shipping cranes in the ba- background that look like AT-AT walkers from Star Wars. It's fucking awesome. Planes flying overhead. Just hanging out the beach in Southie, like we do. Anyway, this is a good song. Good good album. New album by these guys. The Strokes. It's good stuff. The question is, I got all this shit to talk about, and I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Or do I? Oh yeah! It's finally here. Oh, baby. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, no, 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 go turn it down. Turn it up. Turn it up. Dun football is finally back <laughs> NFL season returns oh my god can you believe this it's it's back ah oh. okay now now turn it down turn this down this is too loud all right it's time to uh, it's time I'm gonna do this I don't give a shit I know that nobody likes this, but I enjoy it, and I want to make my—I want to make my football picks and predictions here on the Birthday Boy Podcast official NFL prediction show. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! Uh, we're gonna have some fun. Let's see here. I gotta get the—let uh, me get the tunes queued up. And you know those tunes. If you've forgotten them, well. Don't worry, you're going to remember them real soon, real fast. Where is it? Hey! The fuck? Fucking jerk off. Oh. ah, there we go. Alright. Yes. I don't even know the games this weekend, but let's find out what they are. Uh, Week 1. Tonight, Thursday, September 10th. The Houston Texans at Kansas City. I gotta... uh, Houston and Kansas City. I'm. <laughs> I can't do. Back, uh, back, 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 back. Whoop. Uh, back, 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 back. God, make it. You come up with something like that, and they, they pay you. They pay you millions of dollars. Uh, you make up some pun about the football player's name. Uh George Monpah Kettle. Uh, yeah. Kansas City (laughs) here. Anyway, alright, listen. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, uh, taking on the Houston Texans, and I'm going with the Chiefs, KC. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here? That's tonight. That's the big Thursday matchup here in week one. Really, I'm just rooting to get through even a couple weeks of football before everybody drops dead from COVID. So I'll, I'll take anything that I can get. I've been, you know, these college football games that have been like 53 to nothing. And it's just unwatchable. And yet, I here I am with it on my TV. Uh, NBA has really been where it's at, though. We'll talk about that in a sec. Don't worry, don't worry. Plenty of sports here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Uh, let's see, we have Seattle at... Atlanta. I don't even know. I, Seattle's gonna win that one. What am I? Of course I know. There's no way Atlanta's winning that. Uh, the Buffalo Bills hosting the New York Jets. I'm going to go with Buffalo, the Bills, to win the big game. That no, yeah, the big game. Lots of eyes on that one. Ooh, Chicago at Detroit. This. Hmm. This is a this is a little more challenging. This is this is one I might have to think about for a second. But I'm just gonna go with oh, Chicago. That's my pick. Green Bay at Minnesota. Who will win that? Look at this. They're all selling tickets. So are their fans are gonna be in all these games? I didn't think that was... Uh, I didn't think that was going to be the case. Where's New England? I don't even see New England on here. Oh. Miami at New England. Tickets as... Uh, oh, I guess New England is... They're, they're letting, what, like 20% capacity? Yeah, something like that. Jesus Christ. I guess, you know, whatever. You're outside. If you can sit far away from people, it's fine. It's just going through the turnstiles and all the... Ugh, gross. Uh, yeah, alright. So, Green Bay at Minnesota... I'm going to pick Oh, Green Bay, I guess Let's see Miami at New England. Oh boy Cam Newton making his debut. I this is the most surreal most bizarre year Uh, And that's just talking about football my god. I mean Mookie Betts leaves the Red Sox Cam Newton leaves the Panthers comes to New England Tom Brady leaves the Patriots goes to Tampa Bay What's happening? Oh, anyways, I gotta. Of course, I'm gonna pick New England. I'm picking. I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Cam Newton this Sunday. Is this happening? This is. This is awful. I hate that I have to root for this. I mean, I guess I can root against him, and root for the team to win some somehow. Uh, anyways, New England's gonna win. They're gonna beat Miami. Washington. Philadelphia heads to Washington to take on the formerly known as Washington Redskins, now known as the. Washington football team. Uh, Who are the ad wizards who came up with that one? Uh, Anyways, well, that's their name temporarily. I mean, how fucking, you know, how long does it say? Uh, Red tails. Red wolves. You you know, you could still keep red. You could have it basically sound the same. Red wolves. There you go. That's it. They're they're, they're wolves. They're wolves. And they're red. Uh, Anyways, the Washington football team. Uh, Those t-shirts, I'm sure, are selling like hotcakes. Uh, is gonna win. Come on. That's who will win the game. Las Vegas at Carolina. The Carolina Panthers hosting the Las Vegas... Vegans. Uh, who can? Oh, the Raiders, right. Oh, Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas. I-, I don't know anything... Oh, wait. Is this the end of the song? I gotta keep... Hold it. No. More. Give me more of the song. I'm not... Re- I'm not ready for this song to be over. Give me more of that song. There we go. All right. So I so Las Vegas is gonna win. I, I don't know. I, Carolina, I feel like is just they're gonna stink. Well, I guess they got what's his name, McAfee. McAfee. I guess he's pretty good. Maybe they'll win. <sighs> Do I go? I I picked Las Vegas already. Now nah, I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with the Raiders. Uh, Jacksonville hosts Indianapolis who gives a shit tickets as low as $22 I'm surprised they're even that high Jacksonville is irrelevant Indianapolis I don't care either I wonder what OJ does he have anything to say about fantasy football oh boy this is gonna be <laughs> Oh, Andrew Luck I'm gonna find you you retired last year because you didn't want to play anymore well I'm gonna get you I'm gonna make you play. Uh, Indianapolis wins. Who cares? Indy, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland at Baltimore. Please, Baltimore. Cincinnati, Los Angeles, the Rams. Oh wait, no, that's not the Rams. That's the Chargers. See, they got two Los Angeles teams, and their logos look the same. That's the Chargers. at Cincinnati. Holy shit! Who cares about that? But Cincinnati has Joe Burrow, right? I'm going with Cincinnati. That's my pick. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. TB is in TB, but this weekend they'll be in NO playing New Orleans. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Arizona at San Francisco. I'll go with San Francisco, I guess. Uh, The Rams, Cowboys at the Rams. I hope the Rams win. I'm going with the Rams. Come on, Rams. I fucking hate Jerry Jones, you old piece of shit. And now we we ain't gonna let them fellas kneel because they're disrespectful towards... Fuck you, you fucking old shit. Monday Night Football doubleheader, I say Pittsburgh beats the Giants and then Denver beats Tennessee. went uh, three months without uh, playing any licensed music, I couldn't stand it, I couldn't stand it, just, you know, oh yeah, it's coming at you, what is this, it's called Rare Air by Mildlife on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Yeah. Mm. I had this. Uh, I had this playing in my uh, in my AirPods a couple weeks ago as I got out of the car, strutted my way into Costco, snapping my fingers. Of course, I'm the only one who can hear this as I'm, uh, you know, just juking and jiving around the uh, the parking lot as I am right now. In case you can't tell, yeah. It's fun. I feel like I had something to say about, the, uh, about Costco. Maybe not. I thought there was something. I'm, I'm looking it up uh, right now, uh, and I don't, uh, I don't know. Costco, sneakers. Yeah, I do have something to say about, about Costco. Look at that. They got sneakers. Oh, I went there, yeah, it was a week ago. Last Wednesday? Last Thursday? I don't know. I think it was Wednesday. Uh, anyway, I, I went to Costco, got the uh, usual groceries. Hold on, crank this up a little. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, come on. So anyways, I'm listening to this song, and I'm dancing, and I'm spinning around, and sliding my luscious curls are bobbing up and down anyway I can't hear myself and uh, you know I got the usual groceries the usual shit but on top of that I needed to get a pair of uh, they had these uh, I think they were Skechers sneakers on sale for the wife $25 it's a reasonable deal and I'm I'm standing there and I, I, I I'm nervous enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this music. Sorry, it's great, but I gotta I gotta I gotta concentrate here. So I'm just, I'm standing back by the sneakers and I'm already I I arrived at Costco and I was very I was very pissed off. I'm not sure why. I think I left. I I, I was working a little bit later than usual and then I I got all my shit together and ran out to get all the groceries and it takes a while because I go now I'm going every other week because I get I don't know I don't know why. I feel like I'm getting the same amount of stuff. Maybe, maybe we're just not eating as much of it because it's uh, it's. I don't know. It's lasting longer. Or we're just making it last longer. I don't know. It used to be every week. Now it's every other week that I go to the grocery store in Costco and I go. Yeah, I go Wednesday and that's it. And uh, but I was just pissed off. I had I don't know. Work was was annoying to me and stuff was annoying to me and I was hungry and I was just in a bad mood and I hate going out and it was a little rainy last week too when I went out that's why I'm not going out now you know I'd much rather do a birthday boy podcast than go to Costco right now in this uh, in this downpour because everybody's gonna be there and then it's just like it's just getting worse you know as the weather gets colder there's gonna be more people going out to the store and bringing their gross germs even with the mass I'm, I'm just dreading everything I don't know it may be uh, it may be instacart time. Coming up uh, here in the, in the next few months as the as the weather turns, I might have to. I may I may have to spare no expense to keep myself out out of the out of the stores, Uh but me and everybody else. So I'm sure it's going to take two weeks to get my groceries, anyways. So, I figure every time I get my groceries, I'll just I'll put in the next order, and it'll take a couple weeks to get here if I do Instacart. Anyway, so I went in and uh, yeah, says uh, sneakers. The wife needs sneakers. Get to get back to work and all that stuff, and uh, so I went and got you know, I'm standing there, and there's this lady, and uh, I have to look at my notes because I don't even remember what I was angry at. So, <laughs> oh, I was swearing out loud about fucking idiots. Oh, well, I called I called Kim, because I had to ask her. I'm like, I'm not gonna stand here and find out that this is the wrong sneaker that I'm waiting because some, you know, some broad is standing there, and this disgusting piece of shit is, like, trying on the sneaker. I'm like, bitch, this is Costco. This isn't the sneaker shop. Grab the sneaker, know what size sneaker you want, and get the fuck out of here. And also, it's Costco, so if it doesn't fit, you could buy three different sizes, take them home, and then you find out it doesn't fit. And then you return them, and then I think Costco puts them in the incinerator, so I don't have to put, somebody else does to put their foot in your disgusting shoe that you put your disgusting... Funky foot in so this inbred Hillbilly it's probably you know, it's probably mrs. Mason or mrs. Sheehan <laughs> She talked like this too, honey my sneakers these sketches don't fit me so well uh, Well, baby smoke a few more um, USA Gold light 100s and you'll slim right down to fit into those shoes, baby. Yeah Zeppelin coming at you <laughs> So I'm standing there and I have my i have the airpods in so I just you know i t- i just i don't touch my phone until I get home so you know thank goodness for s i r i I'm not gonna say the name because all of a sudden my phone's gonna start doing things but uh you know it helps to say hey Siri call whatever and then I can call and say hey what's uh wh- wh- where can I find garbanzo beans you got garbanzo beans on the list I don't know what you're talking about anyway so I called and I said hey these sneakers I'm looking and I'm, I'm standing like you know I'm standing 10 feet away from this inbred and I'm just I said is this some I said some I said I want to I want to get these shoes for you I said some simpleton is standing here actually trying on shoes right now so I want to make sure that I know you know you wrote down your size I want to make sure I get the color that you want it's black is it you want black or white or brown or whatever they choices were I don't remember the choices they had but I'm 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 on the phone with Kim and I'm asking what, what and 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 I'm just standing there and this this simpleton low IQ you know imbecile is trying on the sneakers and I said you know what? and I just started I started yelling I said I said I got to call you back and we hung up and I and I'm just yell, I'm like F- I'm like fuck this shit I'm like these fucking idiots these 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 brainless slobs thinking they can just try on sh- I'm just and I'm screaming and I got my mask on, you know. Of course, so I'm just like, "Fucking idiots! on shoes! You fucking jerk, jerk, idiot!" Yeah, you jerk, jerk, idiot. So then I, so then I called Kimmy and I said, "Listen, what is it? I'm, I'm going. I, you know, I had to get some other stuff and I had to ask her a few other questions about. She had some other items on the list." That were foreign to me, and I had asked her about. I'm, like, I'm going to go get some other items. So I got the other items, and then I I'm like, okay, I'm going to. And Kim's saying, look, don't worry about the shoe. I don't. A big deal. I'll, we'll go next time. I'll get something else. I'm like, no, no. I'm here. I'm getting the shoe. It's twenty five dollars for sneakers. I'm going to get. I'm going to get you these sneakers. And uh, and so I go back over, and then now there's a mother and daughter over there. I'm like, God damn it! I just want to get. And then finally, I you know I walked around, and then the husband's standing there, and people you know, oh, my cart's over here, and my daughter's over here, and I'm gonna grab these shoes here. So I'm on the phone with Kim, and of course you can't see, you can barely see the AirPods in my ear, and I got the mask on, so it just you know it just sounds like I'm talking to myself, which most of the time I am because I'm just walking up and down the aisles of the grocery store or Costco, and I'm swearing, I'm just swearing at everything. I'm like fucking idiots. Every you know somebody walks down the aisle the wrong way, I'm like fucking idiot that's fucking arrows. You can't even Jesus Christ. And uh so so I called Kim and I said, "Yeah, listen. I said, well, the first idiot left." <laughs> I said, "No." Yeah, I said, "Now some other some other fuckers here." I'm like, "What do you what do you want? The black shoes? What size?" "Okay, great. I'm going to grab a box right here. I'm going to
1: uh, I'm like if I can uh, I'm going to
0: try to muscle my way in cuz nobody, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm very, you know, I could, I could ask people, and sometimes I do this. Sometimes I ask, I just say, "Excuse me, can I get past you?" And people move. It's unbelievable. But I, you know, I like, I do like having a reason to be angry, and this gave me a reason to be angry. And I said, I said, "These fuckers, the last idiot left with their sneakers," and now, and now I got, I went back, and now these other two are here, these other simpletons, these slack jawed goons, and they're like, "What me?" Like yeah, you. No, the slack-jaw goon behind you. Stupid. So, anyway, I got their shoes. That's the story. There's not much of a story there, but I I, you know, it's just basically the story is local asshole walks up and down aisles swearing about all the idiots. That's the story. Local local idiot walks up and down the aisles of Costco complaining about the other morons. That's my story. I shaved for the first time in 17 years. Not last Sunday, but the Sunday before that. So that would have been, uh, whatever. The 27th? Uh, the 20... 30? I don't know. 20... 27? Uh, who knows? Who knows how time works? I'm, I'm trying to look at the... What's today? The 10th? Well, it wasn't last weekend. So it's the weekend before. 30. The 30th. Right? 31, 30 29 yeah because the last podcast was around August 28th and I put a picture of myself when I posted about the podcast and I have my full beard and uh, yeah and then the week a, a couple days after that uh, Kimmy was giving me my my haircut keeping the keeping the the, the hawk uh, my luscious curls <laughs> uh, still luscious as ever. So much bounce, so much life to this this head of hair of mine. Anyway, uh, and I said, you know, maybe I, I, I had a thing. I was going to say, listen, when I get to under, when I get to where I'm under 200 pounds, I'm going to shave my face. Because then I'll be, you know, I'll be thin enough that I probably kind of maybe won't be as freaked out about seeing my face for the first time in 17 years as I will under the current circumstances, where even though I'm 30-some-odd pounds less than I was uh, a year and change ago, it's still, you know, it's still pretty hefty. What is this jackass sprinting by the window? Who runs like that? Who who taught you to run? Just because you're in the rain, you don't have to run like a fool who's never ran before. Uh, Dude, does the left arm and the right arm both go... um, uh, Do I run like a Frankenstein? Do I... Do I run like a marionette with my arms, whoa, all over the, like, who, who the hell taught you to run? I don't know how to run, but at least I know how to run, you know what I mean? I'm so easily distracted. Okay, uh, anyway, so shaved, I, and, and much of the reason that I haven't shaved, I mean, yeah, 2003-ish was the last time, I think, that I fully shaved, like, completely shaved my face and didn't have any hair. And then, for a long time, you know, I had a 90, 90s goatee, starting in the 90s, about 96, 97, somewhere in there, because I wanted to look like Kevin Nash, I wanted to look like Big Daddy Cool Diesel, or Stone Cold Steve Austin, any of the, you know, the, the myriad wrestlers who had those 90s goatees, and I wanted one myself, and... Then it just kind of yeah, and I kind of had the goatee and I would have little variations of it here and there and once in a while it would just be a mustache and once in a while it would just be sideburns and the whatever there's little little different little tweaks here and there. And then I got to the point I'm like, yeah I just I just I'm just gonna have the goatee. And then I and then it got to like well into the 2000s, like the teens and I said, hey, you know what I wonder if this 90s goatee is maybe a little dated, a little outdated. That I keep uh, walking around with, I look, you know, stupid. So I just grew out the full beard because I, you know, uh, as I realized I wanted to hide my face from the world more and more as I got older. And that's what it, I mean for me, anyways. I don't know what a beard means to other people, but to me, it's just like, yeah, this is a great way to hide. I can just hide my face behind this beard. And uh, and then it got to a point where it was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to shave because I have, at the time, very young children. So from 2009 till about, mm, geez, maybe just the last year or so, I said, I don't want to freak out my kids. Like they've never actually seen, they've seen pictures of me with no facial hair, but I was like 15 in those pictures and they haven't actually seen me live in person in living color with no facial hair. And I didn't really want to freak them out. Even though I was always curious to shave over the years, I just thought, I'm going to keep this thing and not freak out my kids. And then last week I just said, you know, fuck it. I could I could wait for my kids to be older. I could wait for myself to lose another 30 pounds. Or let's just shave now. I'm going to see, you know, maybe it's not so bad. So I had Kimmy shave my face. And I freaked the fuck out after it was done. I freaked the fuck out. The kids were like, whoa, whoa, and Kim was like, whoa, geez, and then like 10 minutes later, they're like, yeah, I don't really care that much anymore, It's I'm used to it, and me, and still, I'm doing this, I'm like, let me, yeah, I'm looking in the mirror right now, and it's like, wow, weird, weird, it's weird, I don't know, it's weird, anyway, but I, I think I'm just going to grow it back, I don't know, I, I don't like me with a beard or without a beard, so. <laughs> there's there's few options because it's really I either have facial hair or I don't. I mean, it's okay now. It's kind of the stubble thing, so maybe I'll just keep it that length. But for me, you know, being a fat guy, you know, some people can grow out that like five o'clock shadow thing and sort of cultivate that look and it looks pretty good. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's nice. That's a nice look. And for other people, you just look like, um, I don't know, an asshole I just look like a guy who, you know, just rolled off the park bench and put on a T-shirt. And that's just kind of how I look in things. That's how I look in, you know, I get a nice clothing. I've been doing the Amazon wardrobe so I don't have to go to a store and try on clothes. And I can try them on and then send stuff back. And we, I pick things and I put it and they send it. And you, pay, you keep stuff and then you pay for what you keep. And then the other stuff you have seven days to send it back and then you just send it back. And it, you know, certainly takes longer than if I were to just drive to a store and try on outfits. But it's, you know, COVID stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll just have them. I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm working from home. And, I, you know, I have no, no place to be, nobody to impress. So we can take a few weeks to, to try on outfits and send them back and get the wrong size and then send it back and then get the right size. And so uh, what's my point of saying that? what what was that what was that? I lost my train of thought completely like I do because I'm losing my mind because I'm now forty and things are just not coming to me. Uh, oh, it's the facial hair so yeah, I mean I, I look at it and I say, you know if I had to go in for a job interview or something I'd have to I would have to just shave so I'm so on the one hand I say I better hurry up and grow this beard back because once the beard's back it looks like a beard and it's okay I keep it but if I right now, I'm at that halfway point, not even halfway, but I'm somewhere, I'm at that that somewhere point uh, that if somebody said, hey, you need to come in for an interview or you need to do something where you need to be presentable, I would have to shave because I look uh, uh, slovenly right now. I just look like a guy who doesn't care as opposed to when you have a beard, it's like, eh, ah, that, that guy's got a beard. Um, but anyways, oh, that's what I was saying. Uh, when I try on nice clothes, I, I order these nice clothes and I'm like, oh, that's such a great shirt. That's such a great pair of pants. That's such a great whatever. And then it comes and I try it on and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I just, I look like I just, every article of clothing looks so good on these skinny models. And I try it on and it just looks like I'm wearing different colored trash bags. Oh, a nice green sweater. Oh, it's a green trash bag. Oh, look at this, a nice blue sweater. Oh, it looks like a green, uh, blue trash bag. Ah, a pair of slacks. Let me put these on. It looks like a trash bag with footholes cut in them. That's nice. Didn't look anything like the picture with the handsome skinny guy looking cool, going out to meet his friends on the yacht. I did get a I did get a quarter zip, uh, sweatshirt sweater whatever you call it, uh, in yesterday's Amazon wardrobe, and it really made me feel good about myself. I feel I looked at it and I said that's, that's a shirt right there, and the man wearing it knows what he wants. And then I put on all the other shirts, and it just looked like you know, oh hey, it's a red trash bag. Here's a red sweater. Hey, it looks like a red trash bag. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing sweaters. Maybe that's why that's why I stopped wearing sweaters cuz sweaters sweaters make people look fat no matter what. Unless you're very very skinny, anyone who puts on a sweater just looks fat because it's a sweater. It's a big puffy thing to keep you warm. And so so when a guy with like, you know, tits and a stomach puts it on, it's like, "Oh yeah, what's <laughs> There's a head in that garbage." <laughs> Hands, oh man. Anyway, so so yeah, I I have, was clean shaven for a, for about an hour or so until the until the stubble started growing back, and uh, yeah, it freaked it freaked me it freaked me out, and it's I guess I'm kind of getting used to it. Anyway, uh, let's see, video games playlists. Why why did I put that on here? Nobody. I made a video. I made a playlist of video game songs on Spotify because I've been meaning to. Do, I have little playlists saved throughout the years, but I wanted to have one central location where I just dump video game playlists. I have ninety. You know, it used to be Spotify when you clicked on the playlist, it told you how many songs. And I'm I don't know why they do the things that they do, but I can't just. The only way to do it is if i were to add i have to go and add a song to that playlist so let me let me where is it video games two thousand one hundred and eighty four songs in my video games playlist little castlevania i mean it's got you name it there's thousands of songs oh yeah one of the one of the all time great games. Um, I don't know. I wrote that down. What I don't know. I don't think I have much else to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, man, you got everything in here. Like Gone Home, Cuphead. What else? The Witcher. Well, Halo. Well, Halo Five. What I've been playing lately, uh, Last of Us Two. That was that was a couple months ago. That was phenomenal. I'd like to get Ghosts of Tsushima because that looks great. Uh, I did just play Man of Medan. Finally, I've had it for a while. Uh, Until Dawn is is far superior. It's. Uh, I think I might go back and replay that. But I did play Man of Medan. I managed to get it where everybody survived. Uh, it, you know, it's good. It has its moments. It has a lot of jump scares, which I thought was, you know, it's kind of cheap. But, you know, it, it's fine. It was fine for, like, I think it cost 20 bucks. If I had paid 50 or 60 whatever it was when it came out, I'd be very unhappy. But I, for 20 bucks, it was good. You know, you figure this game, you know, it took... Took a few hours, maybe. It's not a very long game. Three, four, five hours? I don't know. You figure that's... You pay $20 to go to a movie theater and see a movie. So, whatever. I pay 20 bucks for a video game that I can that I can replay and have different outcomes. Uh, then I've been playing... I picked up Celeste years ago, and then I stopped playing it. I don't know why. I mean, I stopped playing it for the reason that I stopped playing any games on the Nintendo Switch. is because my kids took over my Switch. And so I bought another one and then they took over that. So now they each just have a Switch. It's just become like each one of them has their own Switch. And so now I just sit there and like okay, well I guess I won't be playing Switch games ever again. And of course you can't get one now without paying a ton of money. Although I did see them. It seems like they're coming back in. So that's good. But, uh, Celeste was a game that I started playing a couple years ago. And then I was just, I was thumbing through the menu on the Switch. I kind of I kind of grabbed the Switch the other day before anyone else could take it, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, Celeste. I remember that being kind of a pain in the ass, but really a really a cool game. And then it turns out they've got this cheat thing where you can you never die, and you can do as many of the super jumps as you want, so you're really just kind of going through the motions. And that's what I want, because I want to experience the game, but I've got kids, i got shit going on, i the uh, I got the most successful podcast in the history of this bedroom, and, uh, you know, I don't have time to play challenging games. I, I wish I did, but I don't. So I just turn on all the cheats, and then I just never die, and I get to hear the great soundtrack, and I get to go through all the, uh, you know, all the things. Let's see. Trying to find... Trying to find some, uh, Celeste... Uh, Celeste original soundtrack. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Some great... Yeah, some great tunes. Anyway, it's a it's a neat yeah it's a great game it's a really beautiful game and there's a there's kind of a cool little story in there too really really smart stuff now you got the uh, speaking speaking of video games you got the uh, Mario uh, let's see but up up up. You got the Mario 35th anniversary last week. They're announcing all kinds of games. There's a new Mario Kart coming out that's augmented reality where you set up the the little actual toy race cars in your living room. You can set up a track. They have little cameras on them. And then you play it on the screen as the cars are racing around your living room. It shows up on the screen with all the characters. That's kind of cool. I'm excited about that. It'll be just in time for Cam's birthday, so they're probably going to get that game. If, you know, if it's something that's easy to get. Uh, then they got this Mario rematch. I'm such a... This is the thing about Nintendo. Just like Disney. Just like Star Wars. Just like Apple. Just like all these things that they, they hook you in and then you're just in. You're just in. And I'm such a stupid sucker asshole idiot because uh, Mario 64 is not one of my favorite games. I think it's one of the most overrated games ever. I... I have tried so hard to enjoy this game. I had it uh, on the N64. I know I beat it at some point. Uh, then I played uh, they played it again on the I had it on the DS for some reason. And and now they've re-released it along with Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy. And Mario Sunshine was a game that I never enjoyed. It was one of Kim's favorites. She, she really loved it. I I found no joy in cleaning up paint. So, so I, I didn't particularly like it. And Mario Galaxy, I really got into that for a little while. And then I got tired of waving the stupid Wii wand and capturing those stars. And so I just, I gave up on that one too. And so now all three of these are back. Three games that I really am kind of content to never play again. Yeah, well guess who was on Best Buy as soon as they announced the pre-order for that last week. When they announced that three-pack Mario 3D All-Stars with those three games in it. Yeah, this guy, this sucker. We got that coming. Mario 3D World coming out in February. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. They re-released Mario All Stars for Super Nintendo. On the, uh, it's just a great time to be alive. It's a great time for video games. I've been watching the video game documentary on Netflix, which has been fabulous. And they even, I mean, at first I thought, uh eh, it's just gonna be a lot about the consoles, Nintendo. Probably a lot of stuff that I already know. I, you know, I enjoy uh, uh, Doctor Wily. <laughs> I enjoy uh, I enjoy documentaries about video games because I love video games. It's you know video games, but uh, this this has uh, you know it's the same guys I think who did the Toys That Made Us, which is a, which is a fabulous documentary series on Netflix about all of your favorite toys, Transformers and Ninja Turtles and everything. And they got this documentary and it's about you know it starts with the classic you know Atari games and arcade games and stuff like that. You have you get into Nintendo and consoles and. And they get into, they have Roberta Williams. They have interviews with Roberta Williams, who's one of my all-time favorites, who is a co-founder of Sierra Games, my favorite computer games from the 90s, the King's Quest games, all these games from Sierra. Oh, my God. All these point-and-click King's Quest and Space Quest and Police Quest and Leisure Suit Larry, all these all these point-and-click games that I love. Rober- Roberta Williams started Sierra. She's on the document. It's just Fantastic turn off that game, turn off that music so, it's just but it's it's hilarious because I, I'm I'm watching this documentary on video games and very nostalgic for the you know, for the uh, 80's and Nint- Nintendo Powers featured on there and all this stuff, I'm laughing because I remember I remember my dad <laughs> when I was uh, I don't know, well I was in 4th grade when I finally got a Nintendo because I got an Atari first uh, and everybody else had Nintendo, and the Atari was fine, it had, like, you know, I had Missile Command, and I had Dig Dug, and I had Defender, and I had, uh, Moon Walker, Moon, Moon Patrol, and I had, uh, Fight Night Boxing, and I had just all this, you know, all kind of Food Fight, all these other games, Load Runner, oh, ton of games, ton of, ton of Atari games, and it was, you know, it was fun for a little bit on a Saturday afternoon, but it was, you know, it wasn't Nintendo, (laughs) and, uh, God damn, I just oh, I so badly wanted Nintendo. And then I finally in fourth grade, I finally got a Nintendo. And shortly after that, I finally got Nintendo Power. And my dad my dad got me, I think, a two-year subscription to Nintendo Power. And I remember he was on the phone with the person at Nintendo Power with the agent on the phone, the representative. And he's like, uh, I'll do a two-year subscription. And then they they said, well, you can do a three-year subscription and save 75% of, you know, whatever. My dad, I, I'll never forget. He goes, he's like, well, I don't know. My son, in three years, he's going to be 13. And I'm pretty sure by then, you know, he's he's probably going to have outgrown the video games thing. So I think we'll go with just a two-year. That'll He'll be 12 when the subscription ends. He'll probably be on to other things like, sports and and girls and things like that, and, oh, boy, how wrong he was about all of that. I was onto, I was onto neither of those things when I turned 12. Um, That's to say I wasn't interested, at least in girls, but, uh, yeah, sports, no, no thanks. I wasn't, I wasn't interested in, in doing the things that he thought I would be interested in, like, I don't know playing baseball and golf and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no football for this guy. No, no nothing. It was just uh, all that happened in those two years is my love of video games grew, and oh yeah, I added WWF wrestling on top of that. So, and, and then you know, still, while still enjoying toys and uh, and all that other crap, and now here I am. I'm forty years old. I'm uh, I play. I wouldn't say I play as much as I did because I just don't have time for that. But as of late during this pandemic, I mean, every night when my copy of last of us two came, I, that was every night until I finished it, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of hours every night, but it was you know, sometimes on a Saturday it was several hours. I mean, I've over this summer, I spent a Saturday afternoon with a bowl of chips and a glass of root beer Uh, playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because I want to get into that game even though it's been two years and I think the game is a piece of shit. But I know it's not. I know it's not. I just know that I haven't gotten to where I've experienced the best of that game yet. And it's a very annoying game, but I know it's a gorgeous game and I know I, you know... But you also get to a point where it's like how much more can I press ahead in this greatest game of all time (laughs) that I'm not particularly enjoying. Uh, Anyways, I I mean, I've got so many games that I'm like, that I'm jumping, I bounce back and forth with, and I, you know, and I think like, oh my god, my dad thought that I was going to be out of, my dad was, at the time that my dad told Nintendo Power that he wasn't going to do a three year subscription to the magazine because he thought three years was too much time and I will have outgrown video games in a year or two, my dad would have been... Uh, about 40, (laughs) 40, my dad at the time would have been about four years older than I am now as he's telling them that, oh, my son's not going to like video games in two or three years from now. So let's not go crazy with this lengthy Nintendo power subscription. And right now I was just looking, I mean, Nintendo power has been gone for like seven, eight years. I was just, I was just online looking at, I think it's called Nintendo force. It's some magazine that you can get on Patreon that I'm really like, I think I might subscribe to this because I miss having a magazine about video games. Even though it'll come, I know what's going to happen. It'll come in the mail. And I'll thumb through it and be like, I'm not going to read this. I can just go on YouTube. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't want print journalism to be completely gone. I still get a Boston Globe. I get the newspaper. I got the Charlotte Observer when I lived there. You know, uh, I want, I want there to still be some kind of, you know, print, printed word around for uh, you know as long as I can help keep it around so anyway but it's it's funny to think now that I'm only four years younger than my dad was when he told them like oh he'll outgrow that childish video game nonsense soon enough and here I am and I know in four years I mean I'm I've got myself signed up for when the pre-orders for the next generation of video game con I mean there's there's no stopping me this is I will be as long as and here's the other thing As long as I can physically play video games, as far as I'm concerned, I'm video games are going to give me the will to live to be 110 years old because I want to see what comes out next. I mean, my my family and friends—that's fine, but like video games are what's going to keep me on this planet. (laughs) You know, living to see grandchildren possibly—it's great. It's fine. It's a bonus. It's a it's a you know, it's a nice little bonus. But really, I want to see as many generations of consoles because it sucks to think like man uh, you know we've gotten to see such a such an evolution of video games I mean they you know when we were little kids and babies it was pac-man it was space invaders Donkey Kong then Super Mario and now now look what's doing with these video games so I I, I can't imagine another another 30 years another 40 years and I can't I can't just be like all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna give up I'm gonna just you know I'll be 80 90 years old and say well it's been a good run and now you think about it and you say, well, what about, you know, physically holding those controllers for all those years? You're going to have carpal tunnel. You won't be able to move your hands, let alone. I'm not worried about that because here's what's going to happen. All the people playing video games in the 80s, they're, they're still in their 30s and 40s, you know, maybe 50s. Maybe some of them are in their early 50s, but, like, they're right around the age that I am. We're not there yet. We're not at the arthritis carpal tunnel syndrome thing yet. Uh, But we're going to be and guess uh, guess who's going to get like all kinds of cool video game controllers and other things that are that are arthritis proof. So I'm not worried about it because they're going to invent the the way that video games are going to have to, you know, these companies are going to have to come up with these peripherals and these controllers and all these things that for old timers who are going to be. I mean, you're going to have retirement homes that are going to have like classic consoles. You're gonna have video games in retirement homes. Like, like you go into a retirement home now, and it's like there's a you know checkers, Trivial pursuit, or something like that, which is fine. Uh, you know, and a, and a maybe a grand piano or something. And uh, I, I hope all of those things are at retirement homes. But you're gonna have, yeah, you're gonna have like a common area, and it's gonna have like all these great. That's gonna be a selling point for old people. In uh, in another forty or fifty years, is gonna be thirty years, forty, whatever, uh, is gonna be. You know, when people my age now are in their late sixties and seventies and eighties, and that it's going to be like, "Oh, hey, hey, grandpa, look at this! They have uh, (laughs) they have the latest uh, PlayStation console. They have they have PlayStation Twelve. Isn't that great? They have PlayStation. They get early access to the and they have Game Pass and they have a uh, so yeah. I mean, that's 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 what keeps me going. Uh, Yeah. So unfortunately, no, I did not. Video game phase has still not uh, still not worn off, and then I mean, and then on top of that, to have kids who love video games as much, and we play video games together, and we talk about video games, and they watch video game stuff on YouTube, and they tell me about it, and I mean, it's like, come on, man! So when Mario has his thirty-fifth birthday, and they start coming out with all these cool new games, I am I just get even more excited and amped up, and I'm I'm really excited. You know one of the one of the exciting things too, is the fact that I can, you know, back in the day, I mean it's like everybody else had Nintendo everybody else had NES and it took me a few years to get there. And then I had Sega Genesis, and then like a few months later, Super Nintendo came out and I said, shit, I really want that fucking thing so bad. And, uh, <laughs> and then it was a year later. but man, I always, I always ended up with those video games. But that was the thing about being a kid. It's like you, you depend on me. I mean, I'm so fucking... My kids... I mean, my dad was super great. Like, my parents, you know, they didn't spoil me. But I did eventually, either through hard work... I mean, I got Sega Genesis because my sister and I did this great uh, piano duet of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. We had, had a piano recital. I, it was the end of fifth grade. I finished strong, finished the year strong. And we came home, and my dad surprised us. We closed our eyes said okay close your eyes i got a little i got just a little something for you it's nothing exciting it's nothing crazy I'm like okay i thought eh, you know maybe it's a i don't know i, I don't know what it was maybe some like piano related thing some sheet music or something i didn't know okay open your eyes there's fucking sega genesis on the table there's the sega genesis and there's castle of illusion starring mickey mouse and there's altered beast and there's like oh my god it's it's everything it's all these game these are these this is for us these are our games we get these this a Sega Genesis for me and then Sonic the Hedgehog came out and played Sonic the Hedgehog all summer long that year and uh, and then the next year uh, my dad I, I'm, I was so bummed because I just I wanted Super Nintendo so fucking bad and my dad on this during this thunderstorm was out dry he went to like Montgomery Wards back in the day and ended up came home. Uh, had, he bought me uh, this, uh, he had bought me this case, you know, like to put the console in and for the games and the controllers and all the instruction books and stuff with like little drawers and things. And, uh, and he's like, listen, he came home and that was on the table. It was on the kitchen, kitchen tables where I ended up getting these consoles, I came down. And I was just kind of bummed. I had taken a nap because I was just like, oh, "Will will I never get a Super Nintendo? Life's so unfair." And I came downstairs, and then my dad said, "Okay, well, listen. Nobody." I went all over the place. Nobody had Super Nintendo. It's sold out everywhere. I'm like, "It's sold out? That's crazy." I'm like, "We see it all the time in the store. What, what are you What are you talking about?" Because I'm I'm really sorry. It's 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 not it's not there. It's sold out. And I said, all right, well, he said, but listen, we're, we'll are we get it eventually, but but I, for the time being, I thought, you know, they had this, I thought this was kind of a nifty case, it's this, you know, storage thing, you lift it up like, like a trunk, and that's where you can put the games and the console, and then the, the little drawers underneath, you can put the controllers and the instruction books and the whatever else. And, uh, he's like, just take a look at it and see if that looks like, you know, uh, it seems like, it seemed like it was a pretty good deal, you know, when once, you know, maybe Christmas or something, we, you know, get you a super Nintendo and, uh, you know, but check out the, the, you know, check out this, 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 whatever case and see if that looks, looks like something you'd want to keep. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, uh, and then I opened up, uh, the, you know, the lid of this case and there's a fucking super Nintendo SNES and Castlevania, Super Castlevania and Super Street Fighter 2 and Super Mario were right in there with the controllers and everything. And I I almost fell over. I almost just fell over because that was, you know, my dad did that shit all the time. So I was like I always expected, you know, something like that, but this one was uh I didn't expect that he would go, you know, he he was always doing like a fake out kind of thing, but in this particular instance uh Yeah, he got me on that one. And I said, oh, my God. (laughs) Super Nintendo. That's Super Nintendo. And I was, oh, it was the happiest ever. Summer of 1992. And my cousins were visiting, so that's all we did for the rest of the week. Cousin uh, Frank, if you're, Frank and Ryan, if you guys are listening, maybe you even remember that. We spent the rest of the week playing Super, playing Street Fighter 2, playing Castlevania, Super Mario. It was, it was amazing. It was just, oh. just amazing! What a, what a time to be alive. And now my ki- my kids kind of don't know what that's like because like I can't <laughs> I can't wait for Christmas. They they end up not getting that many video games for Christmas or birthdays because I can't wait that long because I see a game that comes out and I get it. And so we just have those games. And yes, sometimes they do get video games for Christmas. I mean, Cam Cam got Minecraft for her birthday like five years ago, after playing on the on the, on the the Kindle for years and years. We finally got them the, the Minecraft for PlayStation, and they were just, you know, they flipped out. And then uh, Cam also got uh, Mario Odyssey for the Switch for their birthday a few years ago. So, like, yeah, the, the kids get things, you know, and Kaylin's gotten some games at Christmas, and, and not so much on the birthday, but uh, Kaylin got Skyrim last year. She was very excited about that. You know, so they get games, but really, they know that games are just gonna be <laughs> G- games are just gonna be in this house because games come out, and I'm gonna get those games, and it's not gonna be for any fucking special reason at all. I'm just gonna get them. So I mean, maybe that is kind of cool, like growing up in a household where you just know video games are just gonna be there. They're just gonna show up. <laughs> but for me, it was exciting because I I oftentimes uh, didn't know if or when video games would show up, and then my dad would do some super awesome fake out thing. And I would be very disappointed, and then he would say, well, just check out the thing that I got you and see if that's any good. And I would just, you know, with fucking attitude like an asshole, I would open up the lid, and there's Super Nintendo. And then I, you know, and then I would flip out. It was, I mean, he did that shit. Even with PlayStation, I was 15 years old, PlayStation. The, first, the PlayStation 1 came out. And that's all I, I just, I, I dreamt about. Twisted Metal and... uh <laughs> And ESPN Extreme X Games and WrestleMania the arcade game and all the oh my god the library of CD based video games that finally after playing computer games on CD for so many years now there's CD based consoles the PlayStation is the next generation I mean this is the future right here. And these controllers are just amazing, and every the graphics. Oh my God, this Wipeout game is. Look at the graphics and the music. Oh my God, twisted metal cars driving around. Oh, I ha- I must have this, and I just I would I would sleep and dream about PlayStation, and then, and then on Christmas morning there it was, and I I forgot why, but I had some reason to believe that that wasn't happening, and I don't remember what it was, but I you know at that point I'm like. Yeah, I think I think there's gonna be a PlayStation there on, under the tree on Christmas morning. But anyway, uh, but during that time, one of the fun things, you know, one of the fun things about uh, not having the video games that you want uh, is you find somebody who does. And in this case, it was Shimo, of course, and we we joke about this all the time. Every year, Shimo texts me on the anniversary of the Super Nintendo coming out on August 23rd. And, uh, sure enough, I got a text from Shimo and I told him I would call him back the next day. And, uh, so that's been about, uh, I think three weeks, maybe, uh, sorry, Shimo, I I'll call you. I promise. I, well, I mean, I promise I'll call you. That's a fact. I just, I can't promise when <laughs> I have no idea because I'm a terrible friend. Uh, and here's more evidence of that because Joe, uh, Shimo had the super Nintendo got it when it came out. Uh, and I remember Shimo did a little, did a little fake out of his own. Because we were going to have a sleepover, I was going to go over, and he was going to rent Super Nintendo, and we would just spend the weekend playing Super Nintendo, and I didn't give a shit if he rented it, well, buy it, rent it, as long as you have a Super Nintendo, great, <laughs> count me in, uh, and, and your friendship too, that's nice, uh, so I remember I was getting ready to go over, and uh, and Shimo called me, and he said, I've got bad news, I'm like, huh, what, and uh, Shima said uh, we we were gonna rent Super Nintendo. We tried to rent it, and we didn't. We couldn't rent it, so we didn't rent Super Nintendo. And I'm like, oh fuck! I'm like, oh that sucks. And he's like, he's like, and we didn't rent it because I bought it. And I I'm like, you have Super Nintendo!
1: Oh my god, you have Super
0: Nintendo! You own Super Nintendo! I fucking I was so excited and I was so pissed too I said you son of a bitch! you have super you get to play you have it in your home to play you have a super Nintendo right now this is a Nintendo only it's super it's, the regular any Nintendo Entertainment system was really good this is the super version of it and it sure was and it's still the best console I mean like, it's Xbox 360 I love. And I love the... PlayStation 4 has been awesome. Xbox One, these have been great. But, man, Super Nintendo just... The fact that I'm still playing those games and enjoying them... I mean, it's, man, there's nothing like the Super Nintendo and there's nothing like the excitement of Super Nintendo coming out. As excited as I was for PlayStation 1, I have no desire to play any of those games right now. I mean, you know, maybe for a little nostalgia, I watched a YouTube video of somebody playing Twisted Metal last night and I said, Nah, eh, that's enough. I don't really care to play this game. But, you know, put, a, put the... Put the Super Nintendo Virtual Console in front of me, and I'm 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 off and running. So Shimo got Super Nintendo. The day it came out, faked me out. Said I couldn't, I didn't rent Super Nintendo. I got pissed, and he said because I bought it. I said, holy shit, and uh, and then I proceeded to call, even though I was going over to his house later that night to sleep over and then play Super Nintendo. All I did was call Joe every 10 minutes or so to ask about Super Nintendo, to ask what game he was playing, how was it, how was Super Mario World, what are you doing right now, what's it like, what's Yoshi like, <laughs> what are the graphics like, what's the music like, I need to know everything. And uh, and then I got to the point, I called him so many times that he stopped picking up, because he yelled at me, he said, you're coming over here in like two hours, stop calling me, let me play my video game. I said, all right, all right, all right, I'll stop. And then I hung up, and then I waited, <laughs> and I waited about 10, 15 minutes. And then I called back pretending to be Jeff Stovall. And so, so Merv, Joe's brother, answered. And I said, uh, yes, hi, this is Jeff Stovall. May I speak to Joe, please? And then I heard Merv give the phone to Joe, and Joe said, no. And Merv said, no, it's Jeff Stovall. And Joe goes, oh, oh, Jeff Stovall. He picks up, he's like, hey, Jeff. I'm like, hey, buddy, how's Mario? What's it like? And he goes, oh, you motherfucker. Ow, idiot. And then I went over and spent the night. We played video games all the live long day. And then that began an era for the next. And so that was August of 91. August of 92, as I just mentioned, was when I actually got my own Super Nintendo. Uh, And then for that, for those 12 months during that time, throughout sixth grade, uh, yeah, I remember one time at a, at a, you know, it was a Friday night, uh, wreck night or whatever it was at the school. And, uh, yeah, Joe happened to mention that he rented, uh, super ghouls and ghosts. And, uh, and then I said, Hey, and I would, I would do this thing like, you know, like everybody knows what I'm doing. There's, you have to be an idiot to not know what I'm doing, but I still, you know, I played dumb and was still doing this whole, like, <laughs> this whole, like patronizing, like, Hey, you know, I. what are you doing this weekend? Uh, you know, I, can I come over? I can sleep over? I haven't, I just, I value your friendship, man. I haven't talked to you. I haven't seen you in like, I haven't seen you in like five minutes, even though we, we spend uh, like all day at school together. And then uh, like every week we go home and we talk on the phone for hours and hours. And then we're still probably going to see each other every weekend, no matter what. Hey, well. We don't have plans tonight, though. What, I mean, I was just gonna go home and do nothing. Why don't we? Why don't we sleep over? Uh, maybe at my house or maybe, maybe your house. Your house, probably. Your house is probably the best, right? And Joe would just straight up be like, "You just want to come over to play my video games." And I'd be like, "What? Play v- video games? You have video games? I didn't even know you have video games. What video games? I don't even know. I don't care about video games. I just, I want to see you, man. I want to. I want to spend time. I want to go. You know." I want to, uh, I want to nurture this friendship. I want to, I, I want to put, I want to put the time and the effort. In, I just want to, I want to bond with you. Uh, you know, I, I don't even remember what video game you just said you rented. It was, uh, it was, you know, uh, uh, ghouls and, and monsters, Frankenstein's and Draculas. I don't, I, I, I don't even know. I don't care. I don't care. It was that was thirty seconds ago. I don't, you know, I want to, I want to nurture our friendship. I want to, I just want to plant. My, my friendship seed in your soil. That's what I want to do. (laughs) I just want, you know, we're pals. We've been friends now for like, uh, for like, you know, we've been. uh, The friendship's been really, you know, blossoming over the last year or so, year and a half, two years. I want to, I want to see, I want to see to it that 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 keeps happening. Uh, you know, if you have video games, I mean that's fine, but I you know if we play it uh, all night, uh, fine. if that's if that's what it takes to just you know develop our friendship further, then then that's what it takes. You know, if it's me playing Super Ghouls and Ghosts and and any of the other games that you might have rented and any of the new games that you may have bought that I haven't gotten to play or maybe I've gotten to play a lot of and just can't get enough and want to keep playing, uh, maybe it's even games that you're bored of and that I just want to keep playing. Uh, Whatever, but it's it's, it's all about our friendship, Joe. Uh, How dare you even suggest that I'm inviting myself over to play video games? I just, you, you happen to mention that you rented a video game that's brand new that I really want to play that I've never played, and I just happen to coincidentally invite myself over to sleep over at your house within, like, Seconds of you revealing this information. But how do you know I wasn't going to say that anyways? You just happened to share the news about you renting a video game before I could get my my thoughts out about how I want to just, I want this friendship to keep building and getting stronger, and I want to invite myself over to your house. And, you know, and and if we happen to play ghouls, super ghouls, and ghosts for, for hours and hours, then that's, I mean, that's nice too. But I just, you know, you know, as long as we're just hanging out together, pal. So yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that during that year. <laughs> but listen, as you saw on the season one finale of the Birthday Boy podcast, I mean, the menage a trois, Nate, Joe, Johnny Boy friendship, yeah, I mean, video games are a large part of that friendship, but that's, uh, well, listen, I don't remember the last time I played video games with either of those two motherfuckers, so. So clearly, clearly, it wasn't about the video games. I mean, at the time, it was largely about the video games, but I wasn't going to, you know, if it was some asshole, if it was, you know, some enemy of mine who happened to have a Super Nintendo and rented Super Ghouls and Ghosts, I wasn't going to go up to that guy, you know. uh, I'm not going to go up to the the Idens and say, hey, oh, you got Super Ghouls and Ghosts, can I come sleep over at your house? No, I mean, if if it's Joe who was already my friend who I enjoyed spending time with, and he happened to have the video games that I wanted to play, then that's great. Uh, the, other, the other real fucking bummer was, uh, oh, man, what was it? It was that summer, the summer that I got Super Nintendo, and we used to trade systems, so Joe would borrow my Sega Genesis and I would borrow Joe's Super Nintendo, And I was fucking happy to get rid of that Genesis and have the Super Nintendo. And I used to hope that maybe Joe would forget that I had his console. And because I sure as hell didn't care if he had mine because I was was done with Sonic the Hedgehog. As much as I love Sonic and Streets of Rage, I'm like, all right, give me the Super Nintendo. Give me Street Fighter 2. Give me all these games. Because Street Fighter 2 was my fucking, I I mean, can't even, obsession doesn't even begin. I, I remember entering a contest in Electronic Gaming Monthly uh to win an arcade, uh, you know, the full arcade cabinet Street Fighter 2. And because that's all I did. We would go bowling, I'd play Street Fighter 2. We'd go anywhere. All I wanted to do was play Street Fighter. It's all I wanted to do was play that goddamn Street Fighter 2. And it came out on Super Nintendo and it was almost identical to the arcade game. And I I just couldn't believe it. And I, I hated the fact that I didn't have Super Nintendo. So uh so we, we traded systems that's right. I th- I be- and I believe, I believe that I had rented, I believe I had rented Street Fighter Two from Creative Video and was able to get it for like five days or four days or something like that, or I rented some game. I yeah, I don't know. And then, no, I had rented something else. And then Super Street Fighter Two came out, and Joe said, "Listen, uh, I just got Street Fighter Two. I need my Super Nintendo back. You can have your Genesis back." And I was so pissed. But then I also like immediately I said, well, why don't I come over and sleep over at your house or you come sleep over here and you bring Street Fighter 2. Well, let's let's talk about this like rational human beings. Maybe you come over. Maybe we play a little Street Fighter 2. I know you just bought it and we swap systems. You need your Super Nintendo back to play it. I need my Genesis back for reasons that I can't really think of right now because I don't give a shit about the Genesis anymore. But why don't you come over, you bring Street Fighter 2, you know, we just, you know, we talked this out. And maybe you can let me, uh, you know, I, I, I rented some games uh, for five days and I I have, you know, three days left and you're kind of screwing me here. So why don't you bring over Street Fighter 2, you come over and maybe you just leave Street Fighter 2 and you go back to the Genesis and, you, you know, just leave me alone. And uh, so that was, that happened. Those, those are the kind of things that happened in the 1991-1992 uh, school year was Joe getting all the games that I wanted and me immediately inviting myself over to play them or, in the case of me borrowing Joe's Super Nintendo console uh, and then him getting Street Fighter II, inviting him to come over with his game to play his console, which was at my house, and then hoping that... uh, he would forget that he owned Street Fighter 2 and all these great games and would just go back and play my crappy Genesis and leave me with Super Nintendo. But then a, a, month, a month after that, I got the Super Nintendo, like I just mentioned, and, and it was all good. And then Shimo got Sega Genesis, and, and, now we're, and now we're big kids with our own jobs and our own money, and we just buy the consoles and, and buy all these games uh, that just sit on a shelf, this backlog of games that nobody has time to get to. Although the pandemic has certainly been helpful. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, here I am, though. I've, I realize, yeah, I'm, I'm completing some of these games. I'm trying to figure out. I had started Assassin's Creed Origins, and I didn't even realize. I was just looking at my game drawer, and I said, holy shit, I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well for Xbox? I didn't even know that. This is what happens. you know, Old man, buy the video games that you want, play them for two seconds, and then you don't touch them for years, and then you realize, like, oh, wow, I have cool games. I, I even forgot I had that Star Wars game that came out with the redhead kid from Shameless. I got that, I don't know when. Maybe when the pandemic started, because I thought, oh, this would be a good pandemic game, and then Last of Us 2 came out, so I, I don't know. Lots of games to get to. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, it's, it's purely coincidence that I haven't, you know, invited Shimo over or gone to his place in, in years and years. <laughs> it's just a coincidence that that coincides with uh, with me getting my very own video games and and him getting his own video games. <sighs> anyway, uh, that's enough about video games for now. I gotta get a water, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna get through this whole list of things. This is what happens. You don't do a podcast every week and it just it builds up the things you want to talk about. But I gotta maybe pick some good stuff. Anyways, gonna get water and I'm gonna come back and then uh, we're gonna uh, Mason and Sheehan are gonna be here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Stick around. Ah. Yeah. I love this song. I had a dream we kissed and it was all Little Arlo Parks. The arm the part of your eyes was violent. Eugene. You hung a cigarette between your purple lips. Oh Celtics, man. I just I flipped to my topics. I know you're dying to hear me opine about the celtics but jesus christ how has it gotten to this game seven this this thing should have been over this thing should have been over a week ago the celtics should have been up three nothing against the raptors and by the way i love having nba basketball right now because usually usually july and august suck because it's preseason NFL football, which is great for about 10 minutes, and then I don't care, and I just want the regular season to be started. And it's fine, it's nice, it's football. It's like okay, but it's just it's preseason. Fuck, God, give me the regular season now. And there's no basketball. There's just a bunch of shitty baseball, and the Red Sox are terrible, so I'm not. Nobody's watching that. The Bruins got eliminated from from hockey. But, like, this is, I mean, you know, usually June, the hockey and the basketball is over, and it's just baseball and golf for the next two and a half months until college football starts and then NFL football starts. And this has been so fucking great on these, like, hot summer nights where you usually are not, you know, you don't associate this kind of weather with watching basketball and hockey. And here I am coming home and watching the Bruins, watching the Celtics, Bruins are gone, so I'm done with hockey. I can't I can't watch hockey just to watch hockey. I can watch the Bruins. I need to watch a team that I want to root for. I can't I can't just I, I wish I could appreciate hockey. I just don't care if it's not the team that I want to see. NFL I can watch anything. College football, NBA basketball I can watch anything. The same with baseball too. It's like Red Sox. You know, I guess I gotta flip over to the Yankees or the Mets or you know, if like If there's a team that's really good, maybe I can watch a little bit. But yeah, it's Red Sox. So Red Sox sucks. So I'm not watching baseball. So right now, I'd be watching, I'd just be watching no sports. And watching these Celtics, man. It's been great. And it's been fucking Heart Attack City. And last night was Game 6. Because, I don't know, somehow Game 6 happened. And let me, I'm going to fade this out. Sorry, Eugene. Sorry, Arlo Parks. It's a great, that's a great tune. Anyway, so, so the Celtics, (laughs) so the Celtics, uh, you know, I don't even remember who the hell did they beat in the first round? I've already forgotten. Who did they beat? Does anybody remember? Uh, the schedule, I don't know. I've, I've, I've already forgotten. They beat somebody and I don't remember who it was. I honestly don't even recall. Holy shit, I have got I have no I'm not doing very well here. I have no recollection. Philadelphia, of course. Yeah, Philadelphia. Jeez. That's how memorable that team was. Uh, Boston, you know, pretty pretty handily gets gets by Philly. And they move on to Toronto, last year's NBA champs. Although, you know, they don't have Kawhi Leonard, he's now on the Clippers, probably going to be Kawhi Leonard is going to win his third NBA championship with a different team. A third different team. Um, but the Celtics were up 2-0. And then last uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm out for a walk because I've been doing my two miles in the morning, trying to do my two miles at night. And, uh, I realized like I'm I'm gonna miss the game if I'm out walking. The game's gonna end while I'm out walking, and I can't I can't listen to you can't listen to basketball on the radio. You can kind of listen to football, you can certainly listen to baseball. I can't listen to basketball on the radio. I just I don't I tune out and I can't under I don't know what's happening. It's just too too much. Uh, so so I put on. Uh, You know, I've got the Xfinity, the Comcast app, and I realized, hey, I can just—I think I can just put on TNT, and I did, and I could watch the game. So I'm walking, I'm walking along Daniel Webster Highway. I'm actually walking in front of the Xfinity store, the Comcast store. It looked like an ad for Xfinity because I'm standing with my phone, with the app, and I'm watching the Celtics game in perfect high def over my cell provider, cellular provider. And uh, and I looped around Barnes and Noble, and I looped around by Panera. And it's only like nine o'clock, so there's a bunch of people outside. Uh, you know, they, they got the outdoor dining, <laughs> outdoor dining at Panera, and I, I I'm I'm approaching Panera, and I start screaming because Kemba Walker, who I spent so many years watching in person in Charlotte with my kids, bringing them to the games when it costs like six bucks, because who the hell wants to see the Bobcats? And uh, you know, most of the people on the team kind of stunk, but Kemba Walker was was a good hand. And I'm, I'm happy to see he's on the Celtics, as heartbreaking as it was to see him leave the Hornets. It's exciting that he's on the Celtics because it's like, yeah, this guy deserves a chance to actually compete for a championship. And here we are. He's he's getting getting close. He's in the second round. One, one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals, which was also the case last night. They just, all they had to do was just, uh, and, and Kimba didn't really show up last night. That Toronto defense is good, but Kimba Walker, yeah, there were some shots. There were many, many times where I was sitting in the bedroom watching it, yelling, screaming at the TV, yelling, Kimba, Kimba. It reminded me of the old, you know, 2013, 2014, living in Charlotte and yelling, Kimba, you got to make those (laughs) from the nosebleeds. And now I'm yelling, I mean, those games didn't matter in Charlotte because nobody, that team's not going, they went to the playoffs once when I lived there and got destroyed by the heat the first round. Um, But anyway, so last week I mean, you've seen this, I'm sure Kimba Walker, this no-look pass To that Tice uh, character Who just, uh, you know, who just who just jams it in And there's .5, so there's half a second on the clock And Kimba Walker, after this pass to Tice Who, who dunks the fucking thing And they're up They're up by two half a second left, and I'm, I'm on the walk, I'm in the middle of the road, and I'm like, yeah, come on, yes, holy shit, and I'm doing, a, woo, yeah, and, uh, and then, oh my god, and then, and then, uh, 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 what's his, uh, OG, OG Ananobi, uh, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know how this pass got to him, uh, past, uh, past, uh, Taco Fall, who's, like, 27 feet tall, and then this this Ananobi guy uh, there's th- half a second. Like I said, there's there's 0.5 seconds, and somehow they managed to pass the ball all the way over to this Ananobi guy who's standing at the three point line in, in the corner, and uh, you know gets past Taco Fall, who is seven foot five who it looks more like he's 13 foot three, but anyway, it gets past this guy, and then this Ananobi, OG Ananobi, sinks this three-pointer, and that's, and he made it before the buzzer, and I don't know how, and I'm walking, and I'm watching this game, and I'm, now I'm right next to the people, you know, I'm, I'm, well, not next to, but I'm, you know, I'm directly in front of the people eating their Panera dinner outside, and I just start, I'm like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding? And I forget because I have my my earbuds, my earpods buds in, and the game is loud, and I'm like, and I just, I'm like, what the fuck? That's bullshit. (laughs) Fuck. Are you kidding me? Oh, fuck. God damn it. God damn it. I, I was as angry as a priest uh, checking on lukewarm chili at a church. Motherfuck! What the fuck just happened? And I'm just, I'm screaming. And uh, these poor people dining. I'm like, why, Why aren't y'all cheering for the Celtics and Kimbo Walker, you pricks? <sighs> so anyways. So then they came back and uh, so, so now... Uh, so now it's 2-1, to one, and then Toronto wins, and now it's 2-2. Two to two. And then the Celtics destroyed Toronto uh, the other night. What was that, Monday night? And uh, actually, I even recorded what uh, A-L-E-X-A said when I asked her what the score was. The score of the Celtics game? Today the Celtics demolished the Toronto Raptors 111-89. Jalen Brown led both teams in scoring, posting 27 points and 6 rebounds. The Celtics are leading the series 3-2. to Well, they were. Anyways, it was just so delicious. Just so delightful to hear Alexa say uh, the, the Celtics demolished the Raptors. Ah, and then we get the last night... And, oh my God, they were up, the Celtics were up, and then they were not, and then it's just neck and neck, and then it goes into overtime, and then they're tied, and then it goes into the second overtime, and there were just a, there were just too many shots that Kemba Walker really shoulda, coulda made, and yeah, there were a couple times he didn't get, there were foul calls that weren't called, that shoulda been called. You know, I don't, I wouldn't say that this was like, oh, the refs really robbed those. Nah, they they didn't. There were, there's always calls that go in favor of one or the other. And, oh, but I was screaming because I just, I want, you know, yeah, I want to sell, you know, because the, because like, you know, listen, it's been almost two years since, since Boston has won a championship. <laughs> so they deserve a break. Uh, but, you know, after losing. After losing the the GOAT, you know, after after losing Tom Brady, after losing Mookie Betts, after, you know, the Bruins are eliminated and the Patriots got eliminated by Tennessee in football last year and the Red Sox are abysmal, just absolutely abysmal. And so it's like, this is it right now. And we don't know what the Patriots with Cam Newton. That's That might not be such a hot little team there because he's not so great. Uh, even though suddenly people think that he's magically just going to come back after a season-ending injury last year in Carolina in Charlotte, and now he's just going to come back here and just be like the best ever. I I don't get why they're saying that, but eh, we'll see. So anyway, so like the Celtics is really, that's the only hope right now. Like that's it. That's it. And so, and I just just want Kimball Walker to win a championship. He's been around for so long. He's... You know, so many crappy Charlotte teams. And I want them to win a championship in Boston. And I know you don't want to hear me talking about sports. And you you, you hate the sports talk. But I just want Kimba Walker to win a champion. I just want him to win a title. Uh, And this is it, you know. Win. and so close. There was just so many times they should have been up. This series should be over. And it's going to Game 7 on Friday. And the Celtics are going to win Game 7. There's no worries there. They're definitely, definitely going to win but geez, man, come on. What are you doing? You're killing me. Uh, so I finally, you know, Cobra Kai, let me switch gears for a second. Uh, Cobra Kai is such a great show. And when that came out, what, two two years ago, two or three years ago on uh, on YouTube, and I had the YouTube thing. Um, so I'm like, hey, great, I'll watch Cobra Kai And I just fucking fell in love with the first season uh, The second season came out And I started watching it on YouTube And then I just, man, it just got away from me And I completely, it's like one of those things I don't think of like, oh, I gotta go on a YouTube And watch my show You know, it's it's Netflix it's uh, It's HBO It's Hulu, it's Amazon It's whatever, Showtime You know, and some of the network shows I guess, fine uh, but that's, that's it. That's where I'm watching shows. So I don't think of YouTube. So I watched the first episode like a year ago when it came out, Cobra Kai. And then I, and then I forgot. And now that it's on Netflix, I'm like, Oh great. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember to watch it. And it's, I, I prefer watching shows. I mean, Netflix is my favorite platform on which to watch shows and movies. Uh, cause it's just, man, it's right there. It's so easy. You just click on it. It goes. One episode ends, and in like three seconds, it's on to the next episode. Hulu, you got to thumb through all this stuff to find out what the hell you were watching last time. HBO is pretty decent, but there's just... I mean, to me, Netflix is, is just the best app for watching, for streaming. So anyways, so Cobra Kai came to Netflix, and I said, oh, well, I'm going to watch this. And I did, and I love it, and I'm not going to talk too much about it because I don't want to give spoilers... But I just watch and I think, God, how did I, how did I lose interest in this a year ago? I, I didn't lose interest; I just forgot about it. And then it's now it's on Netflix, and so I just I raced through the second season, maybe even faster than I watched the first season two years ago when it came out. And uh, and in the middle of that, I'm just like, man, I, you know, I, it's been so long since I have watched Karate Kid three, and and Karate Kid three was my favorite at the time because like it came out and I was you know eight nine years old. And I, I liked the first and second I loved them, but Karate Kid Three was like much like Rocky Four. That was just the one that was always on HBO in that at that time when I was old enough to really remember it. And so I loved Karate Kid Three. I love that evil Terry Silver and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm gonna go back and so I went back and it's like two hours long and I just I whipped through that movie too, Karate Kid Three, because I love that movie and I still love that movie. And I went on IMDb and I'm looking, people are just, you know, like, what a piece of junk. It's a, and, it, yeah, it's stupid because the first Karate Kid came out, like, six years before that. And Ralph Macchio in Karate Kid 1, like, in 1984, you know, would have filmed it, I guess, in 83. And Ralph Macchio is, like, uh, like 20-something. <laughs> so, he, I think he was born in 1961. So, he's, like, 22, 23 years old. And now he's, uh, like, almost, he's, like, 29 in karate kid 3 and he's playing he's playing a kid because karate kid 3 takes place immediately after your karate kid 2 which takes place immediately after karate kid 1 so you know Daniel wins the tournament in karate kid 1 and then you know and then he goes over to uh what to Okinawa and uh and has the you know has the death match at the end and then they come off the karate kid 3 is is Miyagi and Daniel son getting off the plane and then you know, and I'm watching it, and I watch Credit Union 3, and I'm like, this movie's fucking awesome. Why why would anybody complain about this? And it's like, oh, yeah, because Daniel, you know, Macho came back, and nobody liked the script, and everybody was miserable, and he was a prick filming it, and the kid from Teen Witch, who plays the love interest, he didn't want her to be the girlfriend, because he was recently married, and he didn't want to upset his wife in real life, and also he's 29, and she was 16 in the movie, which... Uh, you know okay i get i get that i definitely get that um that would have been weird if they had them like making out or doing anything sexual yeah that's fucking weird so that's a pretty stand up move but then you hear like you know i guess he was just like a total prick to her during the movie uh you know cuz he's like fat and he's out of shape and he's just coming in to cash in some more karate kid stuff and uh, and they basically just they basically just made it the first movie but not as good so i get that but i watched it and I'm like, this movie's awesome. It's still awesome. Because Terry Silver is such a fucking, just a pure cartoon villain. And it's wonderful. And John Creese, they basically made a cartoon villain in that. And obviously, Cobra Kai, the thing that's great about that is these characters have, you know, they're, they're human beings instead of these, like, in some ways they were caricatures. at various points in his movies. And now they're, like, they're real human beings and who are not necessarily good guys or bad guys. They're people. Uh, maybe have, you know, more evil tendencies, like John Creese is, you know, he's just kind of a dick through and through. Uh, but there's even, you know, there's even some nice moments with him. Uh, but anyway, uh, but this Karate Kid 3, you know, I never really thought much about the plot because I was nine years old. So now I'm watching it, and I'm like, this movie is ridiculous. But I still love it. I don't care. But it is silly. And yes, there's a 30-year-old playing a teenager who's chubby. He's There's a fat 30-year-old playing this teenager who, you know... In the, in movie time a week ago was like the skinny, much younger looking kid, and yes, Ralph Macchio always looks like a young kid, even though he's almost sixty and he still looks like a little kid. Uh, but yeah, now he's he got off the plane from Japan and now he's big. You know, he's a fat kid. I mean, which he's really not that fat, but uh, yeah, the plot's ridiculous because they get off the plane and then uh, you know Daniel's son's supposed to go off to college, and Miyagi doesn't know what to do. And Daniel's son's like, hey, Mister Miyagi, why don't you open up uh, you the bonsai shop? You want to sell trees? You know, we we'll call call Mister Miyagi's little trees. There's gonna be a shop you sell. down my-. And Miyagi's like, don't open the shop. I don't have. Is it? I think I don't think I'm allowed to do that. I feel like I'm not allowed to do that voice. So I'm not. Uh- anyway, Miyagi says I'm not going to open up the shop because uh, because you-, you know I don't have any money. And then and and, and, and Daniel's Son takes a bunch of wad of cash out, and he's like, "Oh, this is all money right here. This is what I'm supposed to go to college, Mr. Miyagi. I'm not gonna go to college. What am I gonna do in college? I'm gonna sit around and do what in college? I can't do college. I'm gonna help you, how I'm gonna help you run the tree shop. But you, can, I can work for you." And Miyagi's like, "Oh no no, you're not gonna work for me. You're gonna be my partner, partner." And then Miyagi just takes his money that's supposed to be for college. It's like, that's not very, I mean, this wise teacher, he, the smart thing would be like, hey, man, you know, get yourself an education, go to college. In 1989, college obviously costs a wad of cash worth, whereas now a wad of cash is like the application fee for college, for one college. Like, man, ride that train while you still can, while you can still afford college, go to college. Uh So Maggie's like, you really should go to college. And Danielson's like, I'm not gonna go to college. I'm gonna help you with the tree shop. And then Miyagi's just like, "All right, partner." And and Daniel's son's like, he's like, "You a pa- partner? Really? You? Know, I get? I get to be a partner, Mister Miyagi? Oh man, this is, this is great. I'm gonna be a partner, running this little tree shop in the fucking worst part of town that nobody comes to except to get murdered. This is awesome. Right by the train tracks, literally on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, Mister Miyagi, I'm your partner. And it's like, okay, so. So Miyagi willingly just took Daniel's money that was supposed to be for college tuition and said, yeah, man, I'm, you know, give me that money. I'm going to open up this tree shop. And it's like, okay, well, that was all right. I guess, I guess Daniel's son doesn't want to go to college. He doesn't belong in college, so he's not going to go to college. And uh, obviously Mr. Miyagi's little trees uh, didn't last too long because Daniel LaRusso now owns LaRusso Auto, uh, throughout the <laughs> throughout the Los Angeles area in the Cobra Kai series, so he's clearly made he's made some a, a penny or two. Certainly more lucrative, I would imagine, than selling trees, uh, little trees. Uh, but anyway, so then, uh, so then, uh, so then, Daniel's son's like, uh, oh, "This is great, Mister. Be- I- we can- we is- we're going to be partners. We're We're going to sell trees." And uh, and then he's like, "We're going to need pots. We need pots for the trees." For the tree it's like, well, now you're going to go spend a bunch of money on pots. So he runs across, instead of just getting, you know, like bulk pots for the trees, he runs across the streets that happens to be a pottery shop. And that's where the teen witch is working. And she's making clay pots with her hands. And he's like, hey, yeah, this, uh, oh, yeah, you're pretty sexy. Why don't I make some pots for me? Oh, We're well, we'll going on a date. Let's go on a date. And she's like, yeah, let's go on a date. And then they go on a date. Uh, and he goes to, like, pick her up for the date. And, and she's like, I gotta tell you something, and he's like, oh, what's, what's up, and she's like, uh, she goes, uh, the teen witch, Jessica, I think is her name in the movie, anyway, <clears throat> she's like, well, I gotta tell you something, I, uh, my boyfriend that I told you about back in Ohio, well, he's still my boyfriend, and I really want to make it work, and, uh, I just want to be friends with you, and then Daniel's, uh, reaction to that is like, oh, that's, Oh, that's great, that's great, yeah, we'll be friends, that's even better, I was hoping to get laid, but yeah, we. we I'll take you out to dinner, I'll, I'll spend a bunch of money that I don't have, I just gave away my tuition to uh, my karate instructor, they'll open up a tree shop, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna take you out to dinner, I was hoping to get something, you know, maybe we could make things happen, you know, start dating, all that stuff, but yeah, we'll, we'll be friends, that's even better, we'll be friends, that's great, that's great, and that's, tr- like, literally, his. Re- he's like, yeah, that's great, I want to be friends, It's awesome. And so they're just friends throughout the movie. And then, of course, knowing the real life story that, you know, he didn't want to, you know, piss off his wife. And he thought it was also weird that he's 29 and she's 16, which is, yeah, that is, that would have been weird if they had, you know, if they had any of those scenes, which they didn't. So, okay, cool. They're just friends. Now they're just going to hang out. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as as Miyagi and daniel son uh, have gotten off the plane from their trip, uh, from their trip to the uh the, to, to Japan uh we see this shady character uh picking up John Crease at the or dropping off John Crease, I should say at the airport he drops off John Crease, and this is Terry Silver who's like he's a millionaire and he he owns the company is called like I don't know Slime Corp like chem Toxicorp it's it's like it's You know, it's basically the same as like Austin Powers. Like, it's 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 a name right out of Austin Powers. Like, I'm the CEO and president of Toxic Acid Rain Global Corp, and I have a shitload of money. So this guy Terry Silver, uh, who is actually in real life, uh, I think like nine months younger than uh, than Ralph Macchio, and he plays a Vietnam veteran who uh, who saved John Creese's life. He's dropping off at the airport. And so, so Terry Silver, this cartoon villain, millionaire, who owns Toxicorp Works or whatever the hell it's called, he drops off John Kreese, the evil sensei from the first movie, and, uh, and he's like, hey, pal, you saved my life in Vietnam, so I'm going to repay you. We're going to get even uh, with that kid who humiliated you at the karate tournament last year, and the old man. And John Kreese is like, great, I'm in. What do you need me to do? And he's like, you're going to go to Tahiti. All right. I like this plan already. I'll go to Tahiti. And Terry Silver's like, yeah, you'll go to Tahiti. And then evil stuff is going to happen. So then it's like, okay, so he's going to Tahiti. We don't know why at the time. But it turns out it's because Terry Silver then goes home. And he's sitting in an evil hot tub smoking an evil cigar. And he's you know literally on the phone saying things like, buy low, sell high. Hanging up the phone, and just like, and the butler's like, Sir, here's the agreement for the merger with uh, with Slime Corp. You'll now be Global Toxic Slime Corp Sludge Incorporated. Ah, great. And Jeeves, and he signs the thing. So, Terry Silver's plan, because John Kreese, uh, saved his life in Vietnam, Terry Silver's plan is to send John Kreese to Tahiti so that he can fake John Kreese's death, so that he can trick Daniel Sun into being friends with him and hiring him as his karate instructor, so that he can force Daniel Sun to enter the tournament and fight somebody who he has handpicked and flown out from Ohio, another teenager, to live with Terry Silver in his mansion to then fight Daniel Sun in the tournament. And that's the whole... It's He basically he has this whole career as a multi-millionaire owning these corporations and he's decided he's dropping all of that so that he can trick this teenager into thinking they're friends so that he can ha- so that another teenager who he's invited to come live with him can beat him in a karate match that's that's the plan basically, he's given up he's taking a hiatus from running Sludge Corp Slime Works so that he can send John Creese to Tahiti he then looks through karate magazines and hires a teenager to come live in his house, and the negotiation is this: this uh, Mike Barnes kid shows up because he's he's in like literally it's like karate bad boy, <laughs> like bad boy quarterly is like the name of the magazine. <laughs> I was flipping through Bad Boy Quarterly and I saw your picture as karate's bad boy. Why don't you come live in my house? and then you're going to beat up some other teenager who I don't really know but he made my friend sad so we're going to make him pay so, so so Terry Silver so the so the evil millionaire brings out this kid from Ohio to live with him and he has two like fat goons to to like just be his goons and he's like I'm going to pay you to take out this kid in the karate tournament but here's what I'm going to do I'm going to train the kid in karate, and then you're going to beat him in karate. And it's like, okay. And meanwhile, Daniel's son's like, hey, Mr. Miyagi, I only have to fight once in the tournament. Isn't that great? It's because I'm too fat. When I showed up to film the movie, they said, hey, this kid's too old and fat. We can't have him uh, do an old karate tournament all day. So isn't that great, Mr. Miyagi? I just have to only do one match and defend my title. And all you have to do is sign the application. And then Miyagi's like, "Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And Daniel's son's like, uh, yeah, but I just, I just gave you my fucking college tuition to open up your tree shop for your bones eyes. Can you just like put your signature, put your, put your uh, Miyagi Hancock on this uh, thing so I can go and be in the karate tournament? Uh, nope, not gonna do that. Uh, you don't need to be in a tournament. Tournaments are for assholes, Daniel. You're not an asshole. You're not gonna be in the tournament. Karate is only for the only reason you learn karate is to never use karate. So you're not going to be in the tournament. Except for the tournament that you were in in the first movie where I taught you karate so that you could be in the tournament. Uh, but I'm not going to teach you any more karate. Even though you know a lot of karate and could probably just enter the tournament. And you're also 18, so like just enter the tournament. I'm, And I'm not your dad and I'm not your legal guardian. But I'm not entering you in the tournament. So you're not in the tournament. I said, well, come on, Mr. Miyagi. I want to be in the tournament. I want to fight the karate. And so anyways... So evil Terry Silver, uh, you know, he shows up to tell, uh, to inform Daniel and Miyagi that John Kreese has died, even though he's in Tahiti. Uh, he's like, yes, Mr. Kreese has died. He's my very good friend. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm sorry, but Mr. Kreese. I loved him, even though I hated him, but I'm sorry to hear that. And so he's like, he's already, the trickery has begun, and Miyagi doesn't buy any of the bullshit, but, but Daniel's like, oh, he's a nice guy, he's a nice guy. <clears throat> and so, so so, as Mike Barnes keeps showing up and he trashes the, the plant shop and all of a sudden Daniel who just fought a death match in the last Karate Kid and in the first Karate Kid won the tournament against Johnny, uh, suddenly Daniel is like a giant pussy who doesn't know any karate at all because this Barnes kid shows up and just beats his ass every time. He just shows up at the at the Bones Eye shop, he shows up, you know. Everywhere he goes, uh, he shows up in, in daniel son's backyard, in Miyagi's backyard, and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat your ass, LaRusso, you're going to sign that, and you're going to be in the tournament, or I'm going to beat your ass, and then, uh, you know, at the Eye shop, Miyagi shows up and, and beats up all the kids, you know, that's what Miyagi does, he's Yoda, he just shows up and he beats up people who are, you know, three feet taller than he is, and, and you know, half his age, or a fraction of his age, he just beats up everybody, and uh, so one day, Miyagi's not there, and Mike Barnes shows up and he's like, oh, I'm a bad boy and I'm going to beat your ass. You're going to sign the tournament? You're going to sign the contract to be in the tournament? Sign the application? And Daniel's like, no, I'm not going to sign it. I'm not going to sign it. And uh, oh, by the way, Daniel's son comes to the, the, the realization he's not going to sign the thing to be in the tournament. And uh, and then he he lights the thing on fire and throws it into the fireplace. And Terry Silver, evil billionaire, manager, owner of Sludgeworks, Toxicorp, is hiding in the chimney in one of the most ridiculous cartoonish scenes and he's like <laughs> after daniel son lights the paper on fire and he's like Mr. Miyagi you're right I don't need karate no more I'm not gonna fight in the tournament even though I should learn karate and just have it for life it's okay if you don't want to train me it's okay if you don't want to do any of the things to to encourage my karate like you did in the last couple movies that's okay uh, so anyway so so now Terry Silver knows that Daniel's not going to be in the tournament. So, so bad boy, Mike Barnes shows up and he beats up Daniel's son a bunch of times. And he's like, you signed the contract, LaRusso. And then one of the times he beats up LaRusso in the backyard at Miyagi's uh, dojo. And then Terry Silver shows up and he's like, you get out of here, you punk. And then uh, and then Daniel's son's like, oh, thank you, Mr. Silver. Thank you. That's great. You're going to train me? You're going to train me? That's great. Oh, he's going to train me. That's nice. And... Uh, <clears throat> And then, of course, daniel son and the teen witch are uh, at the the devil's anus, like this big cavern. Uh, you know, to get the the bonsai tree is like this. This this bonsai tree, Mister Miyagi, could sell this bonsai tree that he brought back from Okinawa and he planted it so it can grow. And then he's gonna sell it, and he could make ten thousand dollars and be set for life. He makes ten thousand dollars and be set for life. And then I say, Oh God, Daniel's son, you you should have gone to college. You think Mr. Miyagi's going to get $10,000 from a bonsai tree and he's going to be set for life? Holy shit. And then and then, you know, uh, Mike Barnes shows up and he's like, "Sign the t- sign it LaRusso or the tree gets it." And so LaRusso signs the thing, and then you're like, "Well, wait a minute. Uh, Daniel just needed to sign the thing. I thought he needed Miyagi's signature, but now he just needs just his signature." Like, didn't anybody check the continuity of that when they make this movie? So he signs the application, and Mike Barnes is like, "Yeah, and uh, here I'm gonna break your tree, anyway. Snap, and then he throws a tree, and everybody's all ha, 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 ha. Oh, the goons are laughing. It's, it's 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 awesome. It's so good. It's so good. And He's like, "Oh man, the bonsai tree. What are we gonna do, Mr. Miyagi? I'm so sorry. The bonsai tree. I thought was gonna help you make. I was gonna get you ten thousand dollars. You set you up for life, Mr. Miyagi. For life." And so now, like you know, Miyagi's got to fix the tree. Uh, Daniel's son signed up for the tournament. Miyagi's disappointed that he's signed up for the tournament. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, call the police. Uh, you know, he really shouldn't be able to force somebody to sign up for the tournament. But the police, uh, you know, every, uh, and it's a whole thing. And um, so now, so now Daniel's like, well, I'm in the, I'm in the tournament. So you're gonna train me, right? And Miyagi's like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna train you. Uh, you know the the, the 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 tree shop got trashed. And Miyagi goes fishing, and then uh, and then all this stuff happens. Miyagi's like, eh, I don't really care. And so so son, so now that now that Terry Silver helped Danielson by beating up, you know, he staged a, a fight where he beat up bad boy Mike Barnes. It was all a setup. They were in cahoots, of course, because Mike Barnes, the teenager, has moved out from Ohio to live with Terry Silver. Oh, and by the way, uh, they negotiate. Uh, Terry Silver says, listen, hey, listen, kid, listen, bad boy, if you beat LaRusso in the tournament, I'll give you 25, 25% all my new Cobra Kai dojos that I open. And then uh, Barnes is like, make it 50. And he's like, you, do you fight, do you do karate as hard as you negotiate? Even harder. And I'm like, What kind of fucking multimillionaire are you that you... So let me get this straight. You could have just opened up a bunch of dojos, given John Kreese his job back, not faked his death, not really given two shits about some kid who won a tournament, opened up dojos, been hugely successful, not moved a kid out from Ohio, and then you agree to give him 50% of all... (laughs) 50% 50% ownership of all the new dojos you're going to give. You're giving away half your money just to like fuck with this kid who won a tournament against your friend's student who then tried to murder Johnny in the parking lot after the tournament. It doesn't make any sense how you're not a very good businessman, even though you're loaded with, you know, slime cord sludge, toxic sludge money. You've just decided that your plan is you're an all-expense-paid trip for your friend to go to Tahiti for God knows how long. And then you're moving this stranger out to live with you. You're going to give him room and board. You're going to feed him and clothe him. And then you're also going to give him 50% of all the new business that you open. All he has to do is win a karate tournament, and you're just going to let him have half of everything? And again, why? So you can stick it to another teenager? okay, yeah, because it's evil, and I'm going to give him pain, and I'm going to make him beg for more pain, and he's going to like pain, and then when the pain's over, he's going to be suffering, and he talks like, it's so it's so good, though, oh my god, I could watch it right now, I could watch it again right now, because I love Terry Silver, he's like six foot five, he's just this looming, menacing figure, he has a... He has a smile that you want to fucking hit with a baseball bat. It's just fantastic. And so then, uh, you know, and so then, uh, you know, Daniel's son's like, uh, you know, Mr. Maggie now I'm in the tournament, you're going to train me? Nope. And, uh, you know, I, I need to learn how to sweep the leg. Because Terry Silver told me that i got to sweep the leg. Because when I go to the tournament, all these guys are going to be suckers for leg sweeps. Even though I've already been in the tournament, and I, I know I one know thing or two about karate. And I just won a death match in Japan. I need to learn how to sweep the leg. And he's like, are you going to teach me? And uh, Miyagi's like, I'll teach you how to sweep. And he's like, Oh man, it's unbelievable. He's gonna teach me how to sweep, he's gonna teach you to sweep, I'm gonna sweep. I'm gonna learn how to do this is the thing in the tournament's gonna to win the tournament, Mr. Young. And then Miyagi comes back with a with a broom and he's like, uh, uh, uh and he's you know showing Danielson how to sweep with a broom. Oh, you think that's funny? You know he's funny, it's funny, he's making fun of me, he's making jokes, He's think like, it's funny, I'm trying to win a tournament, I'm gonna get killed. There's no way I'm trying to give a sweep, and he's gonna make fun of me, he's making jokes, you make fun of me, that's not funny. It's not funny. And then he gets in the car and he drives off and he's wearing that dopey red jacket the whole time. He looks like a fucking asshole. He looks like a bag boy at a grocery store, but he's the karate kid. And then, you know, and then what happens, happens. It's like a classic wrestling storyline that Danielson joins Cobra Kai, and he's trained by he's trained by evil Terry Silver. And then Terry and and Danielson's frankly quite stupid. Because Terry Silver has like all these like hard wooden boards set up instead of punching bags, he's like, "You're gonna practice on the boards, Danny." And he's like, "Well, these are, these are these are wooden boards, Mr. Silver. I don't think I'm gonna break my foot. I'm gonna break my hand." Yeah, and you're gonna do it because it's Cobra Kai. And so he's like, so he's hitting the boards and he's hurting himself, and it's just a ridiculous thing. And then, and then all of this was to set up. So that Daniel would just come in one day and decide, you know what, I'm not gonna. You know, this is kind of bullshit. I'm like hitting boards with my feet. It hurts a lot. I got this tree shop thing that I'd rather do. And you know what? Uh, thanks, Mr. Silver, for your time. I think I'm. I think I've had enough. You don't need to train me anymore. I'm not gonna do the tournament. I'm just gonna go back to my life. And then Terry Silver's like, Yeah, you don't. Have, you're not gonna go anywhere, Danny boy. You think you think this was free? You owe me. You owe me. I'm gonna, you're gonna go to the tournament, and you're gonna. Fit. And then, and then Mike Barnes shows up, and he's like, "Whoa! Well, oh, you guys win cahoots this whole time. Two evil people win cahoots? This is crazy. I don't, I don't understand. The karate kid, the, this karate bad boy that I've never seen before. You're the, you're the reason he's here. You flew him out. That's crazy. And then, and then, uh, and then Daniel's like, Oh, "I'm out of here. This is crazy. This is crazy. Everybody's crazy. You, cra- you guys are crazy." And then there's a cardboard cutout of John Crease, and this was all like timed perfectly so that John Crease. I mean, what did they? What if Daniel Sun didn't show up at the dojo, and like Terry Silver was back there with Mike Barnes, and then John Kreese was just hiding behind a cardboard cutout that whole time? Like what if the, like what if there's just like a time lapse footage? What if they had just been sitting there like that for weeks, <laughs> like the last three nights, every night? Listen, John Crease. Every night this week, you're gonna hide behind that cardboard cutout because one of these days, Danny Boy's gonna come over here and he's gonna withdraw from the tournament. And then when he does, I'm gonna scare the shit out of him. And I'm gonna introduce him to Bad Boy Barnes, who's a teenager who's been living in my house with me. And sure I'm not married, big deal. And sure I've got a teenage boy and some other boys living in a house with me, but that's okay, don't ask questions. Because I'm a karate billionaire. And you're going to hide behind that cardboard stand of yourself for the next however many nights it takes. And then when Daniel comes here, we're going to give him pain. And when he's in pain, then he's going to be suffering. And then when he tries to leave, then you're going to jump out from behind <laughs> the cardboard cutout, and you're going to go, yeah! Yeah! Kia! Yeah. And he's going to scare The shit out of them And all of that happens And then of course Miyagi shows up Like he always does And he beats the shit Out of three guys At one time And then they fall Into the mirror And then the paint Falls on their head And then like Miyagi's just completely Like mind fucked These guys And he's kicked their ass And they look like A bunch of wimps And then they're like They're like Miyagi Cobra Kai dojo's everywhere And you're gonna be Just a memory And then uh And then Daniel's Comeback is no we won't. You will And then they all just start laughing like uncontrollably. Like what a fucking pussy. What a puss what a what a stupid comeback. And they're just they forget how miserable they are and they, they just got their ass kicked and they're drenched in paint and they look like idiots because Daniel's son made like No we won't you will And then 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 they're just cracking up. And then uh and then that's about it. Then then Daniel like, uh so you train me now, Miyagi? And he's like, Yeah, I'll train you now. And then they do some uh they do some yoga on the beach, and then uh, they go to the tournament, and he does some yoga, and then and then the strategy for whatever reason is like, you're going to get a point, and then you get the point taken away, you're going to do something illegal, because you're going to get the pain, and then once he's had the pain, he's going to have suffering, <laughs> and then that's what he does, so Mike Barnes, bad boy Mike Barnes scores a point on, on Daniel's son, and then he does something illegal, he kicks him in the nuts, you know, things like that. And uh, and then Daniel said, "I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I mean, like you just want a you literally won an unsanctioned death match against a guy like a month ago, and now you're scared of this this douche, this like maga douche from Ohio." <laughs> and so Miyagi tells him to stay focused, and then he, he gets up and he does some of the yoga, and then uh, it's a like, kata, and then he uh, you know he does the move, and then he wins, and then that's and then that's it, and goddammit, it, Terry Silver. And Mike Barnes better be a part of this Cobra Kai very soon because I just I can't stand I can't stand not having these two on there because they need to show up and just be completely. uh, I hope they're just as evil as they were in that like cartoon evil. I hope they show up and a little self awareness. But that's Karate Kid three. I mean, it's the greatest. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Hey, Mr. Miyagi. Listen, I have a favor to ask of you daniel sir Look Jessica make Beautiful huh? You like yeah, I stayed up all night Firing you Yeah, yeah. who gives a shit great. Great. Listen, I have a favor to ask of you I, I just want to ask you Do you know how to sweep? Of course yeah. would, would you mind showing me how? I mean, I'm not asking you to train me I don't want you to train me just, just this one thing Just this one thing I'd be so appreciative All you have to give me is this one thing That's it That's it, please Please, 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 please. You got to do it Be a pal You wait here I'll be right to back Oh, where are you going? He's gonna teach me a sweep. This is unbelievable. This is great. This is great. Mr. Miyagi's gonna teach me front sweeps, right? I found yeah. out from this guy. The guys who fight in these tournaments, they're suckers for front sweeps. Really? I mean, if I if I get that down, I man. I'm... sir, you like this it's, it's no joke, right? You don't want to show me, you don't show me. Just don't make fun of me, right? I'm sorry for asking. Don't worry, it won't happen again. And his arms are flailing like a Muppet when he says that, too. Don't make fun of me. And his arms in that fucking goofy jacket. Oh, God, it's the greatest. Ugh. And there's going to be pain. And then we he's had enough pain, there's going to be suffering. By the way, here's 45 seconds of pretty much just Terry Silver evil laughing. Over, Kai never does. Bet your ass. Party time. I <laughs> know <laughs> That's a villain. <laughs> the boy to be bad with, if you're looking to be a bad boy in LA, you know it baby. <laughs> when I'm finished with that kid, he'll be begging me to be his teacher. And you know what he's going to learn from me? Pain in every part of his body, and fear in every part of his mind. <laughs> and here's the kicker, he's going to thank me for it. Johnny, by the time that little twerp steps into the ring to defend his title, I'm going to have him thinking he's invincible. Then he's gonna find out what pain and fear really mean. Right in front of a thousand people. I know. (laughs) Hey, I like that! Oh, I like that, Johnny! I'm gonna use (laughs) that! Thank you all for coming. Remember the gameplay. I want him to experience pain. I want him to experience pain. (laughs) 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 Anyway. That's the pain and then the fear and pain and fear. I got I got it wrong. I thought he's for some reason I thought he said suffering somewhere in there. suffering. But I guess it was pain. He's gonna know pain. He's gonna be fear, and he's gonna thank me. <laughs> Snake, if you're gonna be a bad boy in Hollywood, Snake's the boy to be bad with, <laughs> <laughs> brother. Uh, I hope I hope we see Snake too. I hope we see everybody. I hope we see. uh, Yeah, it would just be fantastic. So much, so much potential for this series, and I hope it just gets bigger and bigger. And I hope. I mean, come on, you gotta have Terry Silver. You gotta, you gotta at some point. All right, taking a break. It's gonna wrap it up pretty soon. This is getting pretty lengthy here. Stick around. Be right back. I will be right back. I mean, it's gonna be a matter of seconds for you, but you, you get it. Oh yeah, welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast, and the pain, and the fee. he's going to know pain, and he's going to know fear, it's a remake of a classic, Carpenter Brute with Maniac, on the Birthday Boy Podcast. oh man so I had a couple things you know I forgot to tell you about something <laughs> that same day fade this out a little bit uh, so the same day that uh, uh, hold on hold on fade it back up again fade it up oh, whatever there we go Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, anyways, so in the last podcast, I told you about the the drunk fella who fell down with his Coors light and rolled down the hill, um, and the guy waving to me, who wasn't waving to me. I saw him yesterday. He had no—he sh- had a shirt on, and he—he he did glance at me, and I just—I've, you know, I gave him a look like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm through with you. It's over. It's over between us. Okay? You wanted to be a bad boy in Nashua, and I'm the boy to be bad with, and you fucked up. So, it's enough. <laughs> His name probably is Snake too. Snake's the boy to be bad with. Uh, So that same day that I saw the guy fall flat on his face and roll down the hill with his corse carriage chasing behind him, and the fella waving to me who didn't wave to me, I forgot about the third thing, which was that I then went back home, and we had a guy coming to do some some repairs, some maintenance on some stuff, and uh, let me get rid of this song here. So I got so I get home, and uh, this was all—all of this other stuff took place before nine o'clock. And by the way, I've since then not only I—I just mentioned I saw the shirtless guy with a shirt on. uh, I also saw the beer guy. I was in basically the same spot, like I don't know, not even a week later, and he was coming down the same hill with another carriage with just Coors Light. He managed to not fall down. He was stumbling back. So now it's just like, oh now it's just very sad. I mean, it was sad before. Now it's like, oh God, this this is a legit this fucking guy's out getting his beer at eight o'clock and he's already shit faced. That's 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 not so good. It's one of the many reasons why I haven't had a drop of alcohol in almost two years. It's just who needs it? It's fucking it's lame. Not for me. Not that I'm done, but I'm you know, I'm done. Um I did have a thimbleful of uh, pistachio schnapps at Thanksgiving last year. It was disgusting, <laughs> and then I ate a bunch of cake to wash down the disgusting taste. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I got so so after I saw the guy fall on his face with the cores, and the other guy waving to me but not waving to me, but then waving to me but not waving to me. So I went home and I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a crazy bunch of things to be happening before it's even nine o'clock in the morning. And and then there was a knock on the door, and it was the guy to come, and uh, Jesus, we need so many things fixed. A a new dishwasher and a new sink faucet and a new sink hose and a bunch of shit. A whole big project, a whole big thing. And and so I'm like, okay, well, you're good. He got to work. He's like, I'm good. I get to work doing a bunch of stuff. And, uh, and then I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go uh, get to work <laughs> where I do my best work, which is in the bathroom. So need I say more, I was in the bathroom doing what I do in the bathroom. And the uh, door is closed, as I tend to do when I'm in the bathroom, uh, pooping. And um, and then all of a sudden I'm just sitting there, and the door closed knob starts to turn, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, because usually, like, the kids just kind of walk in, the kids walk in, they do their thing, and then, you know, they're kids, right, kids walk in, they don't give a shit, they just walk in, and then they leave, and I don't really give a shit either, and uh, I prefer to not have that happen, but whatever, they come in, they grab their toothbrush or something, and they leave, and that's what I thought was happening, and then the door opens, and then it's the guy and it was a moment frozen in time for what seemed like weeks as we both stared at each other, me sitting in my spot and him standing above me. And I looked up and I said, it was all in slow motion. I was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) no. And he immediately slammed the door. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I just yelled out, I'm like, it's okay. Just shut up. shut up so that was before 9:30 so yeah so the drunk guy with the beer falling down rolling down the hill the waving shirtless guy again for the second time and then the uh, the dishwasher repair guy uh, just bursting right in and I'm like I'm like what who comes to a stranger's house as a as an employee and just b-? And just bursts into... If a door is closed, no matter where you are, you knock. Who doesn't knock before entering any room? Especially when your job is to spend the day in people's homes who you don't know. And there's a closed door, and you just think, Ah, he must have closed that so that I may turn the handle and just open this door. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm taking a shit. I'm pooping. You just burst in when I'm taking a shit. What are you doing here? And then he's just screaming, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You don't have to be sorry. Just don't open my bathroom door when it's closed. And he was like, I was just in there. I had to turn the water off and turn the water on. I'm like, why? Why? Was the dishwasher connected to the toilet? And by the way, remember the first time you came in there and the door was just open and that's how you knew you could just go in? And then this time the door was closed? That's how you know you can't go in unless you knock. This isn't one of those crazy houses where we just leave all the doors closed and you can just open them willy-nilly. you knock. you knock everywhere. Who taught you how to use doors? huh uh, yeah so so that was a fun little day last week or whenever that was two weeks ago. That was a fun fun more lots of stuff happening all before 930 all before 930 and I can't believe I forgot to mention that on the last podcast. And then on that same day I uh, I went to take some garbage into the uh, into the garbage room and one of our neighbors had left. Uh, A big bag of dog food, which had spilled dog food all over everywhere, all over the floor in their attempts to bring this bag of dog food into the the garbage area. there, There was a note on the dog food. After they carried this dog food, spilling dog food everywhere, propping the dog food up on a table and writing a note that said something along the lines of, it said, bought this on accident. And they used the word on accident. Bought, bought, bought this on accident uh, Free dog food <laughs> I'm like who, How do you buy dog food? Just like how do you walk into a closed door In a stranger's house How do you accidentally buy dog food? And why would you say on accident? Who the hell says that? I bought this dog food on accident Oh uh, yeah do, Bought this dog food On accident don't need it no more free dog food also the rest of it is all over the floor bring your dogs so they can clean the floor and i'm like like, what did what did this person think like uh let's see uh one more thing on the list here uh just need some milk Ah, there we go big bag of milk can't wait to get this home put it in the fridge driving home got my got my milk uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go put the milk away in the fridge. Let me just open up this. Ah, oh, jeez, that's dog food. I bought dog food. I thought it was skim milk. Oh God, I have a bag of dog food that I bought on accident. I meant to get milk, and I somehow—how did I get this dog food on accident? Who the hell buys dog? F- <laughs> Damn it! I thought I—I I thought this was a package of Twix. It's dog food! Son of a bitch! Ah, you mean that's not the prime rib? I thought I had... (laughs) I thought I had a bunch of steaks! It's just dog food? Shit! Well, I guess I... I guess that's one of the biggest things I've purchased on accident ever. I bought this dog food on accident! buying dog food at the store oh yeah oh my god what kind of dummy no i bought i bought this on accident uh, i have to take another break i'm so hungry i've been doing this for hours uh, i gotta take a break i'll be right back we'll have more birthday boy podcast and we gotta wrap this thing up it's two and a half hours for christ's sakes I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cranking through my list here, but I'm not going to get everything. I could be your Clorox wife. Because I don't win this climate. You mind. Finally, you want me in your life. I'll be your Clorox wife. 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 I'll be Anyway, a little Chromio. Oh, what's... What am I looking at here? Oh. I saw... I saw... Kulki. I can never think of his name. I We call him Kulki Kulkin. Uh, Kier... Kiernan? You know, the kid who plays Roman. The kid who wet the bed in Home Alone. I think it's Kieran. Kieran Kulkin. Kulki. Well, I saw Kulki, and then I saw... Uh, pig vomit you know uh, you know Paul Giamatti. and I thought oh my god uh, succession and billions have crossed over was a com- I forgot that they have a that stupid commercial like a car commercial or something that they have together be uh, anyway. That's Chromio, Clorox wipe. I need, I needed plenty of them yesterday at the ice skating rink where I took the kids for their first uh, new season of ice skating, which I fully regret signing them up for because I it's I, I forget it's not outdoors, it's indoors, and everybody's stupid. So we got there and <clears throat> the, okay, sign in, check in is outside at a table. Uh, okay, fine. And they've got, you know, barricades, so there's only, you know, there's a, there's a door going in, a door going out. Okay, that's cool. Um, you know, plexiglass, masks. Look, all the par- every parent that I saw had a mask on. I was shocked. I was very happy, and I was shocked that all the parents had the masks on. Uh, the kids, on the other hand, and even some of the goddamn instructors... My kids, my kids adore ice skating. They love ice skating. They love winter sports. Kalen's actually going to finally give skiing a try this uh, this winter. Skiing's good. I mean, that's a pretty you know. You've got your face is completely covered in that anyways. So that's like you've got gloves. Your eyes are covered. Your mouth is covered. You know, I mean everything's covered. So you can't. It's it's hard to go wrong with skiing. So <clears throat> excuse me. So that's good, and they love—they love the winter sports. They love the, 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 that whole thing, and they're not doing—they're done. I think—I think both are fully retired from dance. We officially—I officially went and terminated my Y membership yesterday, because what are we gonna do? I mean, the kids aren't taking anything. I'm not—I'm sure shit not going over there. You know, we had—we had some laughs. Uh, you know what? That's the thing. I pulled into that YMCA for the first time since March <laughs> yesterday, because it's right next to the ice skating place and uh as you know cuz i've played tapes of me you know turning people in for their horrible parking jobs and uh and i and i'm heading towards the why i'm like god we've been members of this place for like 4 years almost 5 years maybe and uh and i'm thinking like god we've you know the kids have taken archery and dance and all these classes and uh, you know so many times we've come here little kids swimming and you know swimming lessons and stuff like you know, this is our community YMCA. Maybe I, maybe I'll just stick it out and, you know, just pay the money and not really get much use out of the place. And you know, st- and then, goddamn it, I got to that parking lot and I saw all the fuckers who just park wherever the fuck they want and nobody does anything about it. And I said, yeah, nope, 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 we're done, we're done here. That's enough. We're out of here. Uh, so I marched right in and <laughs> I, I said, I, I think we're, I think we're done. And they didn't give two shits. I said, "Okay." <laughs> I think they probably they see me coming, and they're like, "Oh, it's this fucking guy. It's this fucking guy turning in cars every every five minutes. Every time he's here, he's complaining, putting comment cards, compl- complaint cards in the box." Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. It's over. <clears throat> you win. I mean, you don't really win. It's uh, you know, it's just I don't want to piss away money. Uh so that's done. Uh, and I'm okay with that. And, and there's a place we might join. We'll see how much it costs. But it has a much better pool. It's got a thing called the Hampshire Dome. Cam had their birthday there a few years ago. We won a free birthday at this place. They have rock climbing. They have tennis inside the Hampshire Dome. They've got a restaurant. they got multiple pools and a hot tub. Uh, you know. And I think we might be looking at that place sometime. Not anytime soon. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh Anyways, so before that, we went to the ice skating. We go to check in at the table. The girl's there. She doesn't have a mask on. She sees us coming, and she puts the mask on. And she's using her hand. Her hand is on the mask itself. At this point in September, how you don't know that you pick up the mask by the straps, and you strap it to your ears, and you don't touch the fucking cloth part of the mask with your hands... I I, I don't... I just don't... I don't understand how people are so dumb... Uh, and, and and then she's adjusting it with her hand, so now she's touching her mask that she's been wearing all day that has her naughty sweaty, spitty spittle on it, and then with the same hand, she grabs my kids' helmets to put the little sticker on that's it. supposed to tell what group you're in, which is really nice. Like, we paid all this money for their skiing helmets, and now they've got a, a sticker attached to it that uh, we tried to get off, and that didn't have much luck. We need to get the like Goo or whatever that shit is. Uh, so I had to take Clorox wipes, or, you know, the, the version that I have of a Clorox wipe, the Medi wipes, and uh, had to wipe that off. And then we got in, and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go sit way up high in the bleachers so I can be away from people. And they've got the bleachers entirely taped off, except for, like, the first two rows. I said, well, that's great. That's just terrific. And luckily, uh, I, I was able to not be near anybody, but still, I was very nervous. And then I look at the kids, and my youngest is in a class where she and one other kid have masks on, and all the other kids don't. And it's little snotty, you know, the worst kind of child, like the really young ones. And and Cam is okay. She's got f- it's three other people, and the teacher's m- got a good mask on. The other kids have only one kid didn't have a mask, and Cam stayed away from that kid. So that wasn't too bad. But my youngest... Kaylin's teacher had the mask It kept sliding down under her nose and she kept pulling it back up. And I'm like, is this the first time everybody, anybody has done this? Like, how are you not prepared to wear a mask in September? If this was March or April, I get it. Nobody knows what's happening, even May. But we're in September. Like, what do you? how do you not have a mask that fits your face at this point? And how do you not know how to put that on? And then there was an instructor who just wasn't wearing a mask at all. <laughs> what the fuck? The instructors need to have masks on. What's happening here? What is this shit? So I'm going to have to have a talk with the ice canning place, and that's going to be fun. But Jesus, you know, it's one of those things where uh, the kids finished out their dance. You know, they had a couple months of dance indoor, uh, indoor dance, and uh, it was fine. But, uh, man. And I guess I- I'm more nervous because I, s- I wasn't allowed in and i sat in the car while the kids had dance of course all the children had to have a temperature check when they came into the the dancing facility and that's not happening at the ice skating thing whatever they're doing this through like the middle of october and then that's it they're not going to be back there for a while as much as they'll be you know s- they'll be sad about that but that's the way it's going to be cuz once we get into the heart of winter we're not you know skiing is it that's that's the only thing that's the only thing that we're doing uh, which is fine. That's fine too, because you know, for years and years, they've all been doing just too many things, too many activities. They sign up for it, they both do, and then and then it gets to a point where it's just too much, it's overwhelming, and then they finish up, and you know, this year, yeah, they're going to do, do a little ice skating, and then they'll, they'll have a little bit of time off, and then after Christmas, they'll jump into the, the, the skiing stuff through the winter, through March, and then that's that's fine. That's enough. I, you know, whatever. God, everybody's so nuts about dude. Gotta get the activities. Gotta, go eh, you know, not really. You don't really have to do that shit. I mean, the kids do what they want to do. They used to do other stuff, and they lost interest, and then they're doing these things. And they might start up other, you know, in a year when the a year or two when this stuff is kind of, I don't know, hopefully having under control. I don't know. Cam mentioned basketball. <laughs> No complaints from me on that one. If they want to do basketball, I'm down with that, man. So, whatever. They've done, they've both done so many things in their short the uh, short amount of time that they've been on this planet that we can take a, a fall semester and just do one thing. This is the first time that they've only done one thing at a time, and I'm thrilled. And it's on the same night, so... Because it's also a big pain in the ass... For uh, as any of you parents know, running around all you know, you come home from work and it's like, ah, shit, I got to leave in fifteen minutes. We got to go to the practice. We got to go to this this lesson and that lesson and this other thing and this sport. Uh, and then on, oh yeah, Saturday morning we got to do it too. Oh, okay, and and yeah, I know the time that you do these things is pretty short. I mean, Christ, in less than ten years. <laughs> My youngest uh, is about to turn nine, so I mean, it won't be long that we don't have to do any of this stuff. So I shouldn't complain because it'll be it'll be over before you know it. But uh, it's okay, it's okay to, to to scale back a little bit for this at this at this time in our lives because shits uh, it sort of sucks out there. And I I don't know, we might not even finish the ice skating thing. Might just I don't know. We'll see. But uh, they did, I I thought, a pretty subpar job. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Swimming pool. The pool uh, has done a phenomenal job. We've been able to go there a lot, and we've been basically the only ones most times. It's fabulous. It's phenomenal. The pool is probably the cleanest it's ever been. They're opening it up Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. I'm excited about that. And uh, I don't know, hopefully it's just warm enough that we can go enjoy it a few more times. <laughs> the last One of the last times we were there, there was this woman. And a uh, sweetheart of a woman, but barely spoke a lick of English. I think she was from, I think, she, I, think I heard her say something about being from Brazil. I'm talking about how she was swimming in Brazil all the time. And she just kept yelling, I love to swim. I love to swim. And uh, the kids and I were in the pool. And it was just, like, 15 minutes before closing time. And she came in, and the guy said, uh, just so you know, we're closing up in about 15 minutes. And she's like, that's okay. I love to swim. I used to swim in Brazil. Like, okay. And so she hops in, and she's swimming, and, like, you know, she would stop every few uh, times. She'd do a couple laps, and then she'd stop, and she'd smile at me, and I'd smile, and i be like, it feels great, huh? And she'd be like, I love to swim. Like, all right, oh, awesome, me too. Yeah, that's, you're in the right place. If you love to swim, the pool is uh, probably one of the top places you want to be. And then we got out. We were drying off, and she was still doing a couple laps. And she got out, and I said, how was it? Was good? She goes, I love to swim. I'm like, fantastic. I thought she was toweling off, and then she hopped back in the pool. Or actually, I was drying off. The kids were still in the pool. She hopped back in the pool. Did a few more laps. And then I got the kids out, and they were drying off. And she walked past the kids, and and she goes, "They love to swim." I said, "They do, they do. They love to swim." And she goes, "I love to swim." And I said, "I can see that. It's fantastic. That's I do too. I love to. I love to swim. I love to swim." And then she yelled back, "I love to swim." And then I said, "I love to swim." And we're all just yelling. The kids are yelling, "I love to swim." All right, maybe not all of that last part, but. It was adorable. She was so happy to be in a pool. I mean, what a what a simple, wonderful like. It was just a sweet moment. This this nice uh, this nice older Brazilian woman hopping in the pool. Just I love to swim. <laughs> it was great, and I fucking love to swim. So it was nice. It was real nice. I love to swim. Uh, I make sure, you know, one of the things the kids, uh, the kids just started up uh, school this week. Everything's going well. Uh, I'm a little bummed because I typically have, uh, I have the, the main, you know, I do my work during the day and I have a TV and then I have three iPads and at any given time, you know, I might have one iPad on the Dan Patrick radio show. I have you know, the herd, the Jim Rome show, ESPN, NFL network. If there's golf, I'll put golf on uh you know the, the Boston 25 news you know I got to watch my weather with uh, with Sherry Spear every morning hey that's Sherry Spears that's that Sherry Spears from the weather from the NBC no it's Sherry Spear from Boston yeah it's Sherry Spears from uh, CBS uh you know I put on and then at 11 I put on one of the screens has prices right I like to I like to see and I I may I may be repeating myself at this point here on the podcast but I really don't know and if maybe there's some new listeners who don't know this, but when I watch The Price Is Right, I, um, uh, whenever they do the showcase showdown, you know when they when they spin the big wheel, and Drew Carey, uh, you know, asks, "Is there anybody you want to?" You know, they get like they've got about five seconds, ten seconds, maybe, to say hi to the people they care about, and he uh, they spin the wheel, and then Drew Carey says, "Anybody hey, we want to say hi to?" Yeah, I want to say hi to my uh, my mom. And uh, my dad and my, my husband's in the audience here, and my kids are at home, and uh, and, uh, and my friends at work. And, you know, and that's it. That's, that's nice. That's nice. And I, uh, yeah, every time they spin the wheel, I, t- I practice myself. Not that there's ever going to be a time when I'm on Price is Right, because I wouldn't, even if I went out there to watch a taping and they're like, hey, you're going to be on Price is Right. And I'd be like, no fucking way. Uh, not that I'm going to go out and, and do that anytime soon, but. Uh, I always practice just in case so that if I'm on The prices Right and I I make it to the showcase, I make it up there and then I get to the showcase showdown and I spin the wheel and Drew Carey turns to me and says, hey, John, is there anybody you want to say hi to? And I watch, you know, and some people get a, you know, a a stronger spin. They get a, maybe they get, uh, you know, more like 12 seconds, and some people, as it's a smaller spin, they might have maybe six seconds, so I time myself, and Drew Carey, you know, it's the wheel spins, anybody you want to say hi to, and I pretend that I'm up there, and I, and I say, yeah, I want to I say hi to my wife, Kim, and my kids, uh, Cameron and Kaylin, I want to say hi to my pa- my parents, and my, my in-laws, and my sister, and my brother, uh, my brother-in-law, and my nephews, so, uh, you know, Huey and Dewey, and, uh, and all my friends and family in uh, Bird Hills, New York, and, and Boston, and uh, Nashua, and Charlotte, and uh, all, you, know. you know, and I, ha- I have it, and I and I you know sometimes I, I tweak things and I modify as I go, and I, but either way, I it, there's if there's one thing I'm prepared for in life, I'm not prepared for much. I'm not prepared for retirement. I'm not prepared for like any major health issues. Uh, I'm not I'm not set in any way, shape, or form, except. If I get called up, uh, you know, to do prices right, and I make it to the, you know, I spin the big wheel, uh, I'm I am prepared to say hi to, to and then and then that you know, you don't have much time. I can't mention every name, so I, it's my immediate family, and then I'm and then I throw in, you know, I throw in Burn Hills and I throw in Boston and Nashua and Charlotte, and then you know, I guess you know, Florida. I think I might just say I, I would say the state of Florida because I have there's a few different. You know, I'm not going to say Jensen, uh, my friends in Jensen Beach, Florida, and Stewart, Florida, and Port St. Lucie, in Orlando, in Tampa, you know, I'm not going to say that, I'm just going to say, yeah, uh, my wife, my kids, and my parents, and my in-laws, and my nephews, and my sister and brother-in-law, and all my friends and family in Charlotte, <laughs> in Florida, Boston, Nashua, and Burnhills, Hills, New York. I love you guys, and that's and then right at that, then that's when Drew Carey says, "Oh my God, you got a dollar! You win!" And then I spin again, and I get the ten thousand dollars, and that's uh, you know that's that's what that's how it's gonna go when I get up there to spin that uh, that big wheel, a big wheel, it old showcase showdown, and the and the Price is Right. I just thought of another... Uh, I mentioned, uh... We're back on the Birthday Boy podcast, and this is... Bad Kingdom. By somebody. Bad Kingdom, Lulu's version. Uh... uh is this, uh, Who is he? Yeah. Apparat. Yeah, these guys are good. Some of their songs were featured on, uh... Season two, maybe season three of Dark? I can't remember. It's good stuff. This is like... This is driving around Boston music. Walking around while the kids ride bikes. Yeah, and I mentioned the kids started, started the school this week, remote. It's fucking going great. They're like, you know, making their own toasts and shit, eating up, heating up food in the microwave. I, I'm working and I'm, you know, they don't need me. It's fantastic. Uh, but we had on the first day, I think it was the first day, which was Tuesday, <laughs> We had the back to school night virtually on Zoom or Google or whatever. I think it was Zoom. It was Zoom. And uh, we had the we had the one first and then the, the other one. And during during all of the teacher, you know, it's all the parents and the teachers obviously. And it's just like the back to school night that you would have in person except it's it's on Zoom and they give a little presentation, you know, expectations, blah blah blah, what the works going to look like, yada yada yada. Uh, and then during each one, the music teacher who's relatively new to the school joined just to give some updates. You know, they're not going to be doing band because it just, you know, it just can't really work out virtually and yeah, they're going to just some updates, fine. So the music teacher was giving the music update. We're like 15 minutes into the fifth grade one, and some girl joins, and the music teacher is in the middle of giving her spiel, and this lady joins, and she gets right up there, and she's like, uh, yes, excuse me, I joined 15 minutes late, could you repeat everything that you've said for the last 15 minutes? I joined late, and I I missed everything, could you go back? And then the music teacher stopped and she's like, uh, well, I'm the music teacher. I was just giving a music update. And she's like, well, I missed everything. So can I, can you go back to, and the music teacher's like, <laughs> like shaking her head, like what the fuck? She's like, well, no, I'm the music teacher. I was just giving an update that uh, we're not going to do band this year. Uh, chorus, we're hopefully going to be able to, to, I got to try to figure out a way to get that done and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. She gave, like, the, the three-second update of what, you know, she had been talking about for the last two minutes. And this lady still wasn't satisfied. And she, what did Kimmy say? She looked like a suicide girl. Oh, yeah, because of the tattoos and the big eyebrows and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, the thick eyebrows, the heavy makeup, the tattoos. And, boy, this uh, this girl had an attitude. <laughs> like, Wait. You join 15 minutes late. The rest of us joined when it started, and therefore we have all the information that's been given. And you're not only joining 15 minutes late, but you're actually saying, I joined 15 minutes late. Can you go back to the beginning of this and uh, chat me up on what I, <clears throat> what I missed? <coughs> that's nice. My throat. A uh, little COVID. Um, and, and then the teacher, one of the teachers jumped in, and they're like... <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you got to, you know, we tell your kids every day that they need to be on these meetings when they start. And now we're going to go back. We're going to rewind 15 minutes worth of information for one of you dopey parents who missed who missed the, the half of the presentation. I, I don't think so. It's these are 30-minute calls. It's half of the presentation that she missed. Can you just scope I know you've been working all summer uh, for these plans for a brand new model of, of learning and teaching. And uh, that you've spent the entire, uh, the last, like, ten hours doing nothing but teaching, and you probably didn't sleep last night, and it's about 8 o'clock, 8.15 or so. Uh, But can you just go back and just give me everything that I missed? Because I just joined late. I'm just kind of an idiot. Uh, But I shouldn't have to pay for that. You should. And they said, yeah, no, you know, there's a presentation. We'll send you the presentation. I mean, what are we talking about here? It's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, I missed everything. Could you just go back and say it all? What did I miss? You can't. You bitch. That's bullshit. You're stupid. You're an idiot. You, maybe you just started 15 minutes early because you're a shit. Oh, uh, there's some. There's some. There's some fucking. There's some gems out there. Some parents. Oh, my God. There are some gems. Uh, so I'm a paraeducator, and at our school we did something totally different than what you're doing, and maybe you should do what we did. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm the teacher, so I'm going to kind of do what I have been planning to do for the last three months. But thanks for giving me that knowledge. Yeah, well, I was a lunch lady last year, and now I'm a para educator. So can you, can you just do what I say? Because I'm, I'm an educ, I'm a teacher now. I'm a learned professor of knowledge, and you have been teaching for only thirty years. Yeah, I worked in the high school cafeteria last year, and I've been a para educator for like seven months. So maybe I know a thing or two. I mean, like, this is how this is, and this isn't false either because Kim worked in the lunchroom with this woman and she was literally a lunch lady a year ago and was insufferable. And now she's on a Zoom call and she's insufferable. Basically, saying, like, my kid couldn't find the links to anything. And it's like, well,. All of our kids found the links. Yes, but my child didn't find the links, so can you do everything completely different? Because my my child is very smart, so if she couldn't find the links, then I'm sure nobody could. Well, no, we actually, they all could. Yeah, but you probably had help from a much smarter IT professional. My kid was all by herself and couldn't find any of the links. So you need to change the whole program. And here's how we did it for the 30 minutes that I was a paraeducator. Actually, uh, all the kids are, you know, nobody, no parents were helping them. They logged in. They found the links. Everything went great. Uh, it was just your kid who, who didn't and was, was not in uh, all of the conferences. That's impossible. My kid is so smart, just like her mother. So you need to change this program because my kid spent the whole day clicking on things and nothing worked. Meanwhile, all the other kids were benefiting from a full day of school. It's not fair. It's prob- it sounds like preferential treatment because my, my kid wouldn't have just missed those things. They're too smart. She's too smart for that. Oh, shut the fuck up. And I have just 18 more questions. I know you've been working for like 12 hours straight, and you probably haven't slept since the middle of March, but I have just 17 or 18 more questions, and it's all things that are just going to be answered through the course of the year anyways, but I feel the need to ask them now, please. Because my kid didn't click on the link correctly for anything, and so I just want to make sure I know stuff so that they can be unprepared for those things as well. Oh my god, it's just awful. And then I just, at one point, I just jumped and You know, the poor teacher's like, any other questions? And I unmuted, and I said, thank you so much for your time. This has been so great. This, I really, this is really nice. And then, and I don't know, maybe, who knows, maybe I stopped some questions from happening. Maybe I didn't, but either way... <laughs> Just said you fucking. We're done. We're done. Oh, is that a, that's everything on my list? I have a couple other things, but I don't even care. I'm. It's worth three hours, man. That's way too long. I mean, but hey, look. It's been how long has it been? One, two. It's been two weeks since the podcast. So you know, usually ninety minutes a piece. We smushed it up into a big three-hour thing and. Uh yeah, so so I think it's it's just about time to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go tuck in the kids because it's fucking I started this thing at goddamn five fifteen. It's almost ten o'clock. What the fuck? Oh I did stop. I had some snack breaks. I had some breaks here and there. I'm gonna take one more break so I can go say goodnight to my children, and then uh we're gonna finish this up. And I think I am gonna do a brand new Cliffy call. I don't know. Well let's see what happens. Right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Could you just go back three hours and repeat everything you said? Alright, let's wrap this up. Lamatos, the sounds of Nora featuring computer magic, is what we're listening to right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. (laughs) I guess there's no singing happening just yet. Well, when I started this podcast, I was making predictions for the football game, and now the game is, like, it's halfway over. Ugh. Hey, there's the singing. All right. I'm looking at my thing here. I guess I got everything, right? Flip this over. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe I actually... Did I really cover everything that I had set out to cover? This is crazy. Uh, Yep. Jeez. Wow. Alright. Well, that's nice. I mean, I guess there's nothing left to say. The Lakers beat... The Rockets one ten to one hundred, so that's, there you go. And uh, I believe the Chiefs are up seventeen to seven. And uh, I don't know. It's almost it's ten o'clock. That's it. My evening is gone. You fucking jerks. Anyways, <laughs> that's all good, man. I I haven't done I haven't done a podcast like this, you know, with the music and you know just whatever. I haven't done it. I don't know. This is good. This is good. It's a good podcast, I think. It's three hours is way too long. So on that note, uh, it's time to be done. Okay, you dig. Uh, what else? What do I want to say? I mean, look, tell your friends to listen to the Birthday Boy podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on iHeart Radio podcasts and on Google Podcasts and a bunch of other places. I'm sure where they have podcasts and they just you know they just have podcasts. Uh, not Stitcher though. Cause fuck, you know, I guess uh, you gotta be a certain caliber to be on Stitcher, you know, like a Glenn Beck or something. One of those classy fucks. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, the the email is still there. birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Use it. Don't use it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I can't wait for this goddamn, uh, Humidity to be over It was pouring rain And I think it's gonna, it's gonna Get a little break tomorrow It's gonna really feel like September And I can't wait I can't wait for fall To really be here I'm so fucking I'm done with summer I'm so happy to be Fall uh, Is approaching Football You have, I mean look at the By the way This doesn't happen We're having this right now You've got You've got uh, You know this happens like It used to happen like once every few years um, It just It occurred to me A day, usually in late October or early November, where you'd have a World Series game, and you'd have some 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 of the opening week of of NBA basketball. You'd have some hockey, and you'd have NFL football. And it could only be used to be. It could only happen on a Sunday, where you would have the Big Four sports: hockey, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and NFL on the same day. And in recent years, you know, they have Thursday night NFL games. So there's a chance now that, you know, maybe a Thursday night you could, you know, maybe once a year. There's that Thursday in late October right around Halloween where you get, you might have that one day a year now where you've got the big four. And now look at what we have right now. You've You've got NBA playoffs happening. You've got MLB games. You've got NHL games. You've got NFL. I mean, you've got the big four on right now. And some golf. U.S. Open's coming up in a week. The Masters are going to be in November. That's right. It's like right around Veterans Day. That's going to be cool to see Augusta with, you know, the leaves, the foliage and stuff. This is this is like, you know, I mean, I mean, as shitty as this fucking pandemic has been for so many people. I mean, there's, you know, the sports part is cool, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um so yeah we're gonna have a bunch of days where you have all four of the major American sports and golf too that's crazy what a time to be alive what a time to be alive man um, alright that's it that's enough uh, I'm out of here enjoy enjoy the week of NFL football action enjoy uh, whatever it is you watch and whatever you you do enjoy, enjoy the, the, the video games that you play and the sports that you watch and the TV and the movies and the music that you listen to and the, the people that you, that you you know, still that are in your bubble, that you're in your quarantine bubble, if you know, all that shit, uh, you know, good school year, good, uh, all of it. I hope it's all good. Uh, that's it. When, I, I don't know when the next time will be, but we'll see you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. This has been episode 60, and we'll see you, obviously, uh, I guess that, that means we'll see you on episode 61, whenever that may happen. Hopefully sooner than later, hopefully it won't be every two weeks, but we'll see, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see, I don't know, I don't know. Anyways, uh, this is Johnny Boy saying, uh, positivity is, is stupid, it's is idiotic, it gets you nowhere real fast. Uh, but, uh, but kindness, kindness matters, yeah, yeah, kindness matters. So be kind. Okay, that's it, gang. I hope you've enjoyed episode 60. We'll see you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, gators! Cliffy. Cliff, it's your Uncle Cliffy. It's your Uncle Cliffy baseball, Cliff. Could you give me a call as soon as possible? I'd like to talk to you about something because, uh well, of course, as you as you may have heard, as the uh, uh, the rumor mill is buzzing all throughout uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, Cliff, and all over the place. Uh, as you know, I have all kinds of time on my hands now that I'm no longer in the baseball broadcast booth. Thanks to you, you no good son of a bitch. The last thing I ever did in the broadcast booth was get fired because of you, you goddamn son of a bitch. I said, I'll calm down, Uncle Cliff. Calm down, Cliffy. Baseball, just now, now, just now, just calm down. Yes. There's a high pop fly to left field. I mean, uh... I'm just watching baseball, Cliffy. Uh, sometimes I like to. Sometimes I like to call the plays while I'm just watching baseball on TV because I don't have a job. I don't have a job at the goddamn broadcast booth. So no thanks to you not picking up your goddamn phone when your grandmother calls, Cliffy. Well, anyways, I'm calling on a different, uh, a different matter today, Cliff. A different issue altogether. You see, because in all my free time, I decided I, I was going to put together a little business plan, a little, a little something I would do uh, to get some extra cash. And by extra cash, I mean any kind of cash because I don't have an income anymore because I'm not working in the professional baseball broadcasting industry any longer uh, because, as you know, you fucked me, Cliff. You fucked me seven different ways to Sunday, Cliffy boy. Anyways... I thought, with all my years of experience, I'd go ahead and open up my own broadcasting school where I could teach the youngsters who want to be just like me and get into the baseball broadcast booth. I'd teach them how it's done. I'd, I'd show them how the old sausage is made, if you will, Cliffy. And uh, so I thought I'd open up a business, and it turns out that uh, that a few of your, your, your relatives have already stolen in the name of my business because I, I figured, you know, what's the one thing that I'm doing when I'm in the broadcast booth when when those beautiful, melodious tones that you're hearing right now come out of the old golden pipes. Well... It's obvious what I'm doing is I'm providing mouth pleasures, Cliffy. Mouth pleasures—that's what's coming out of the old uh, Uncle Cliffy Baseball's uh, golden pipes here—is the mouth pleasures. And I thought I'd open up my broadcasting school called Uncle Cliffy Baseball's Mouth Pleasures School of Broadcasting. Well, it turns out that you got that goddamn—you uh, got your Auntie Cliff with her cigarette shop mouth pleasures, and then you've got uh, you've got Uncle Cliff with his with his stupid fucking oatmeal called mouth. Pleasures, and then you've got Dental, Uncle Dental Cliff. He's, you got him open up. A, he's a dentist, and he's he's calling his his place is called Mouth Pleasures too. And then you got that big fat fuck. He knows cheeseburgers. That Uncle Cliffy Cheeseburgers guy opening up Mouth Pleasures. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, Cliff. But I thought I'd open up my 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 broadcasting school, and I call it Mouth Pleasures. And then all these other Cliffs got their own business called Mouth Pleasures too. I can't have a goddamn anything for myself these days, Cliffy boy. I can't have anything for myself. I don't understand. I don't understand why why everything's got to be called mouth pleasures. Because I thought I was the original mouth pleasure. I thought I was the original giver of mouth pleasures, Cliffy, with the way I with the way I, I spin yarns in between in between pitches and uh, uh, paint a picture for the listeners at home uh, the beautiful day of the broadcast, uh, the baseball field on the broadcast, uh, the freshly cut grass, the fresh smell of freshly cut grass, the sounds of the crack of the bat as it hits a pop-up home run deep in the right field, the sound of Darnell Winslow's cleats as he rounds the plates, the hot dog vendor yelling hot dogs here, hot dogs here, and of course the sound of the microwave beeping as soon as that delicious Elio's pizza is ready to be served. So naturally I'm, I'm illustrating a picture for the listeners at home. I mean, what do you call that? You call that mouth pleasures. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving the listener mouth pleasures with my mouth. I'm I'm the original Cliff who pleasured people with his mouth. And now you got these other fucking Cliffs, these other jackass jerk off Cliffs calling everything uh, everything under the sun mouth pleasures. Cliffy, you gotta you gotta call your auntie Cliff. You gotta call. You, you gotta call these goddamn uncles. Uncle Cliff, uh, the, the cheeseburger, uh, the fat fucking cheeseburger guy, the, the the fucking dentist guy with the with the speech impediment. You gotta, you gotta This bastard can, can barely get a word out of his mouth without. Sh- tripping over his own, choking on his own tongue, and he wants to call his business mouth pleasures? I mean, that's an insult to people like me who've been giving mouth pleasures for decades, Cliffy, for decades, you see. Cliffy, why don't you, why don't you give me a call? Call the rest of these, Cliff. Call the rest of these fucking idiot, Cliffs. Get him get in line, Cliffy. It's the least you could do after getting me fired from the baseball broadcast in Booth last summer. Get the rest of these, Cliffs on the phone. Get them in line. I'm mouth pleasures. Mouth pleasures is me. You know it. I know it. The whole world. Dozer, because they've re- been the recipients of many, many mouth pleasures over the years from old Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Cliffy, give me a call as soon as you can. You got me fired from the broadcast booth. This is the least you could do, you goddamn son of a bitch. You hear me, Cliff? Why don't you go, give me a call? Get get off your ass! stop toggling your ball. And give your Uncle Cliffy a call. Give me a call, Cliffy. You goddamn son of a bitch. 'Cause it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the least you can do, Cliff. It's the least you can do is just get off your ass and call your uncle, Cliffy Baseball. Give me a call right now, Cliffy. Call me right now. I'm, 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 I'm irate. I'm irate, Cliffy. You hear what I'm saying? I'm, I'm livid. I'm positively livid, Cliffy. I'm just, I'm just as upset as the day is long, Cliffy. I'm, 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 you, 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 you son of a bitch! You got me all you, riled up. Get those cliffs on the phone. Give me a call. Get over here. Let's get these mouth pleasures squared away, Cliffy. Let's do this now. Call your Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Uh, I'm standing by. Operators are standing by. By operators, I mean me. Give me a fucking call, Cliff. Give me a fucking call, you goddamn son of